Hey Skyfarers and welcome to Apercast, the Cowdoin Overlord podcast. I'm Lee, the Arcanet Admiral, and uh, i by a couple of great uh, other admirals today. Uh, you know him, you love him, uh, co-host on the show, our funder from Down Under, Mr. Alexander Kron. Hey. And uh, our special guest for today, uh, fresh from a hot tournament win in Northern Ireland, it's Mr. Dave Kane. Hello. Um, thank you both for joining me. Um, so, how are you both? Uh, and have you been up to any any warhammering recently, other than winning tournament? <laughs> well, nothing since the tournament. <laughs> uh, how, how about you, Con? You look like you're painting. Are you painting snake ladies? Um, no, I'm painting bird ladies. Everyone um, loves bird ladies. Good old bats. You traitor! <laughs> I got so, I, I I got those tears recently. Haven't built them yet, but they they I'll do something with them eventually. Yeah. Um, I suppose I've I did a I did my first battle report this week. Um, with Cinderfall Gaming. Um, check it out if you want. It's on YouTube. Um, yeah, it was fun. Never did one of that. Never did that before. Yeah. Takes a while to record, but it's it's cool. We did uh, the the unique mission from the Carrot Overlord um, book, the Prophety. Uh, is it Profiteers down? Um, I don't know. I'll be honest. I haven't played it. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I haven't looked at it. <laughs> I just get. Uh, well, I do. I do read a lot of the law and stuff. But, you know, when it comes to gaming, I mostly just stick to match play. Prospect is down. Me. That's what it is. Uh, Twenty-five hundred points. Uh, prospect is down against Gloom Spike Kits. Does it? Is that part of the mission to use twenty-five hundred points, or did you just decide to? Oh no, we just we just used we just used twenty-five. Oh, you just want an excuse to uh, play with two ironclads. Double ironclad list, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, well, uh, the only other thing really before we get stuck into things is a little, there is a little bit of news but it's not care related because it's dirty elf scum so we all know that the only good elf is a dead elf so that's all we need to say about that I guess yeah <laughs> unless either unless of you are triggered by the dice and want to talk about the dice no. Oh. I think the dice no. speak for themselves. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, we'll leave that to the elf players to, to dissect. <laughs> dissect. How long have you been working on that one? But then, um, <laughs> that was not intentional. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I'm, just, I'm just a repository of amazing puns. That's what I am. Right. <laughs> cool. Well, I love a good pun, so. Uh, right, well, let's get cracking and talk about what everyone is um, here to listen to, which is all about you, Dave. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into KO. Did you come in with the new book or beforehand? Uh, literally, bought them on release. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was over at Warhammer World. You know, when they first started releasing the, the pictures and you just seen all the boats coming out of the clouds, I was like, Yes. 
so up to that stage, I've been using my dev that I've been using since fantasy. Mm -hmm. So a mixture of uh, Tomb Kings and normal dev. Ah, I haven't bought any of the, nice. the new AOS stuff. Um, so it was the first army I bought, and I just sort of kept going. Cool. Tomb uh, Kings, nice. They were. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have them? Uh, some. I got rid of a lot whenever we were buying a house. Oh. <sighs> They're rare on the internet now. <laughs> but uh, my death's like mostly Greek inspired, so there's a lot of Tim Keen bits sort of scattered. Oh, yeah. So still alive. <laughs> still still um, kicking. Still kicking. Blowing all those trumpets, you know. <laughs> a lot of trumpets. But yeah. Um, Carolyn Overlords. Dwarves. Um, so, yeah. So you, you said you got into KO when they first released. Yeah. Um, have you... Well, I know you haven't stuck with them for, for the whole time, but did you? What did uh, did you play them for quite a long time when they first came out? Yeah, it was. It was we when they first came out on proper release, we were getting ready for the first Six Nations, so I had to finish painting off my death for that. So I bought loads and built them, but I wasn't allowed to paint them. So sort of from when that finished, maybe for about a year, I was using them pretty consistently, and then it was back to death again for the Six Nations. <laughs> and, then, and then you know FAQ after FAQ come out. Yeah. <laughs> how many? Yeah. How, how many nerfs did it take for you to stop? Oh, I was I was using them right up, right up to the very end. So okay. Oh, oh uh, consistent player like I said. <laughs> Not uh, as much true... as I should have. But, uh, I was using them. <laughs> a, a true Dwarden. Cool. And and then so the new book come out. Um, how as someone that played with the old book, how did you feel about it? Because for some people, there was I don't know. Obviously, a lot of people were excited, but I know in WhatsApp, so there was a few people that sort of didn't like it at first. Uh, I opened it up and I thought it was brilliant. So it's what well, because I remember I first bought them. I didn't buy the rules first. I just bought loads of stuff mm -hmm. and then opened the rules and was very disappointed by the boats. <laughs> Um, so when I opened the new book, uh, it's how I thought they would have played to begin with. So less, I'm going to alpha you or die, and more, I'm going to skirmish, fly about, control the board, um, do loads of damage, but not all at once. Yeah. So. That's how it should be. Yeah. So, because you then you had a tournament short, not not the not the new door tournament that we had to about. You had a yeah, I think it was two weeks afterwards. Yeah, it was very, it was very soon. It was, yeah, it was this one, April Wars. Yes, it was. Um, which it must have been soon afterwards because they named the tournament after it. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was just after the FAQs. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the like, this isn't the um, the list that most people probably tuned in to to listen to, but I think it's important. To, to talk about because that's still my my baseline so whenever yeah. i look at this that's it's tweaking that yeah and there's a lot of similarities between this and the one you use in the final so yeah. I, I mean so i guess we'll talk about this one first 
I think that one's now a hundred under on the nose after yeah. the changes. So you've got a bit of wiggle room there. Yeah. So you actually add another gun holder into that then? Yeah. Just about. Uh, so Wouldn't for be. any anyone on the on the podcast that can't see the screen share, the the list is Barrett Nar. Um, it was 1970. It consisted of uh, an admiral, two engine masters on foot, one of which was the general, who has the Barracknar command trait. Uh, the other engine master on foot has the Barracknar. Um, um, and then you have uh, you had uh, one unit of Arknot Company, just 10 of them, 10 thunders uh, with all rifles, five thunders with all rifles, which both of those are, of course, battle line. Yeah, because it's about an hour. It was uh, two units of ten. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I must have uh, made it, got that wrong from somewhere. Um, <laughs> well, that, that's why we have you here to tell us all about the list. <laughs> obviously, I can't be trusted. I was watching, I uh, noticed uh, on the last show we did on the screen share, every time we put up a new screen, I was like spotting a typo or something. I thought, oh, no. <laughs> Hopefully no one notices. Quick, yeah. keep scrolling up and down. <laughs> I was um, I was on another show also. I missed off a whole frigate. Ah. <laughs> but anyway, oh, so and then you had two units of Engine Riggers and two units of Sky Warden, both all in trees. The Engine Riggers with grapnel launchers and the Sky Wardens with volley cannons and drill cannons. And then a gun hauler and an ironclad with the buoyancy aid. I mean, it looks like it's a little bit of everything, uh, really. Which, if you had two, I cut out again for a second, I think. Yep, you're back. Wait, am I cutting out again? No, you're not. No, I think it's just me. You're fine. All right. <laughs> um, it looks like it's like it's you just put a little bit of everything in there. Uh, every, everything had its places. Uh, that one was mainly mainly trying out um, how the riggers and the sky wardens would compared to each other. So personally, I prefer the Wardens over the three Riggers. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, riggers don't give much versatility to the list at all. It's They, they shoot, they do combat. They heal if they're within an inch, but I don't want them within an inch, so you don't really get to use much of that. Mm -hmm. I, they're predominantly screens or jumping ahead to capture objectives and stuff, so... Realistically, they only do combat or shoot, um, and even then, it's only two attack or three attacks for the sergeant. Whereas the wardens, you can have both special weapons and still three attacks. So I find they they perform slightly better for me. <laughs> All right. This is why you'll see in the later list. There's no riggers, but there is still the two squads of sky wardens. Interesting. Did you ever find that the sky mines were uh, ever useful? Um, well, the way I explain it is, so say a unit of 12 eels charges you and you somehow roll three more Owens. Well, there's an eel on one wound before they get the blast. <laughs> yeah. um, if they don't blast, you could potentially kill one with the bombs. Yeah. Um, and the easiest way to deal with eels is Battleshock. Yeah. So the more you kill, because you're not you're not great in combat, so the more you kill, 
there. <laughs> uh, I guess the one of the other key things to talk about in the list that I know people have asked about is the Admiral. I love a good Admiral. <laughs> so when I'm writing the list, he's the first thing to put in every time. Uh, the main building blocks. So, so why is that? A lot what does of he do? Yeah, so everyone talks about how he's rubbish. <laughs> he has no real use. And that his uh, command abilities are pointless. Now, most of them are. They're the same as the generic ones, only with extra restrictions. Um, so I believe it's the reroll hits of one is only on the boat and only the one that he's in. Whereas he can just give out reroll ones. So it's not great. But it's yeah. uh, the run and shoot. Yep. Massive. Uh, plus one to hit on your turn. Again, massive. Uh, especially when you mix up yourself when you're hitting a hero, and I think it's a monster as well, where he re-rolls ones. Uh, the repel borders? Yeah. yeah. And, and of course, mm. when you have two Endrum Masters in the boat, that's yeah. that a big difference. So that turns the Admiral to twos and twos. And the Endrum Masters to twos and threes, yeah. yeah. Hammer boat. So, and then the Admiral's just flat two damage, so if he hits and wins, six damage. That's a, a five-one hero dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. When you start getting heroes, that's quite significant. Yeah. Um. When you're using gold, when you're outside of Urbaz, you're taking the minus one bravery. Um. He gives you immune to battle shock. When he's in ironclad, that bubbles <laughs> quite big. It's hitting everything. Yeah. Um. And then also, there's a lot of uh splash mortar winds flying about. So you see the likes of Croak and Prime. Going right, I'll hit that point. And then everything the boat takes it. So you've got a hero in there with an inbuilt five up. Nope. Yeah. And then uh, six wounds. Helps too. I guess one of my questions uh, there is you said the, the Battleshop community bubble is really useful. But this list is Barrack Nar, so you're getting that anyway, or all of your heroes? So that's assuming they're in the same place. Yeah. And they both didn't get sniped out. So back to the likes of the Croak and Prime. Yeah. That that uh, Andrew Master's dead if they both hit. <laughs> right, okay. so, so all you have to do is five mortal wins and there's your battle shot gone. But when you've yeah. got them both in the same place, you have the, the backup. Yeah. Contingencies. Contingencies. Yeah. Contingencies. I don't know what's choice with the second one. <laughs> yeah. And and durability as well because it's a bit more durable. Yeah. So I, in the boat, he's two up save minus one or minus two to hit. I guess a question I'd have is, uh, did you ever have problems with uh, the amount of drops you have uh, without a battalion? No, so it was designed to be specifically to be super high. Mm -hmm. um, so when I used this list of Warlords, um, I basically was putting down the Engine Riggers, the Sky Wardens, the Arcanauts, and the Gun Hauler, and then their whole army was down. Yeah. So by that stage, you're like, right, right. Or even after like the third unit they put down, you can see right they put their screens there. Yeah. There's a bubble there, so you know bridge is going there, or their hair is going there. Do I want to get hit by that? No, right. I'll go over there, over there, and you sort of just they don't know where you are, so they can't counter deploy you. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, if you screen well enough, it's not a problem. Yeah, because even even if they're deep strike or anything other, you can keep them away. Yeah, I mean, because like your your ironclad, you can basically just put in a corner somewhere. 
Yeah, it's just partly where you want. <laughs> it can go wherever it wants. In, yeah. In anyway, so. That's the, the main thing I like about Mornar is everyone's talking about picking the boat up and Alpha Striking it. And first thing I would do is first drop would be the Ironclad in the most obnoxious place you can put it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Wait for the to deploy and go, right? <laughs> Back to safety. Sit there with those three up your rollable saves and just. I mean, even if you put it somewhere else in your deployment zone. It... Yeah, just, just move it out of harm's way, but you've drawn their danger stuff out into yeah, a range that you know you can deal with. And you can really keep hammering because you put the boat down and then you can put down. Uh, put a, a hero in the boat, and then yeah. you can't put a hero in the boat, right? You can't do it, and then you can put another unit in the boat. Yeah, you just, just keep putting stuff down. Another hero in the boat, and then before <laughs> you know it, you've done four or five drops, and you, you know where everything's going to be. It's uh, similar to the old trick in the old book where you, you put yeah. everything, you literally deploy the boat and go, right, you put your army down, and then I'll redeploy. Yeah. The, uh, the only trouble with it in Warnar now is obviously you can't move the boat and get out of the boat. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, can you get into the boat? You you can get into it, but then the boat can't move. I so, what you can do, so what you can do is deploy the boat, mm. and then not just place deploy everything elsewhere, like elsewhere, and then fly high and get in. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of those things that I'm not entirely sure if the boat can fly high, because obviously it says you can't move. So I might like, redeploy, you know, within oh, the range, yeah. and then get in. Yeah, you know, getting just so take vice versa. Let me know the next turn or something like that. Yeah, you could probably work something out. Uh, yeah. Um, um, I believe it says you can't make a normal move if you do the back Mornar thing. Yeah. And flying high is done instead of making a normal move. You, yeah, you kind of get stuck if you try it. It's one of those yeah. things we need to strong, strong stance on that, but I'm sure Gary Percival can make an argument for the, the hits on the field. Rolling the mid a couple weeks back, <laughs> where they can hitch even though they don't have a move. So, yeah, yeah, you could get around it. Yeah. It'll be the their FAQ all over again. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's there. Yeah, where you can do both basically. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't move, but yeah. you can still fly high, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> At Tio's discretion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it basically is. Not guaranteed to be to work in every problem, is it? Don't rely on it. So, uh, but back to to this list. So this, so when you were playing this list, you were yeah deploying chaff essentially, yeah. uh, and the gun hauler it was included in that, and then you'd put your ironclad down somewhere relatively safe. Yeah. So. Well, that I went into each game knowing exactly what I was going to do, so I already had pictured in my head where everything was going. So I wasn't just throwing stuff down just to get a drop. Um, so the likes of say you reverse like a change host who's going to teleport in your face, work out right where's the scenery in my in my deployment, where can I use it, um, and then using the chaff to screen around different bits. Yeah. Um, so the likes of that sort of teleport, you can still screen out your six inches and have the boat still hold within six. So you're stopping them getting in. But if they survive, you can still hitch. Mm -hmm. And then reset up your screens, do it again next turn, and so on. <laughs> Until they all die. So 
And then in your first sort of one or two turns, were you mostly then sort of playing from 18 inches away with the funders, or were you going straight into the juggler? Uh, game by game. Game. So when I played the Fire Slayer player at that one there, mm-hmm. um, he, he went first because he was that feared that I was going to alpha strike him. And then he immediately used his move room to get up the middle of the board. Mm-hmm. So at that stage, I went fl- just straight in. Um, but the likes of when I played Colin's Daughters of Cain, it was for two tur- or for first turn, it was 24 inches away. Yeah. Just shooting with what I could shoot and then letting him move a bit closer and just sort of moving to the other side of the board. Um, you do that for enough and all of a sudden his witches were sort of spread out in a big conga line. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to that stage, you can let him charge. He's only getting five or six witches attacking. Yeah. It's different when it's 40. <laughs> well, yeah, it's... Uh, a lot of board control, so I determine where you go. Because <laughs> uh, there's quite yeah. a 24-inch range shots in there, actually. Cause yeah, that's when the Skywarns come in handy. They're, they have two 24 inches each. Yeah. Yeah, six, six from the enemy of the Skywarns. And then the, the ship and the gun horn are both got as well. Yeah, so. and as I said, you've got five turns to use them. <laughs> you don't need to table them turn one. Yeah. Um. It, it's definitely a more skirmishy kind of. Uh, look, looking at the long, the looking at the, the the long picture kind of list. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We, you uh, can't. You. You can actually play that attrition game with them. Yeah. As just long as they, cause they just can't get half, to you. On half the objectives, skirmish. Take what shots you can get, but still sort of keeping them arms reach. Do that for the first couple of turns. They'll be maybe a couple of points above you. But by that stage, you've removed all the chaff. You've removed a couple of key pieces. And then by turn three, you can just go straight in. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're you're doing that, are you leaving the funders in the ironclad? Or are you sort of dropping them off, like dropping off 10 in one turn? on one, say, like an objective, and then 10 on another turn? Are you keeping them in the boat for quite a long time? Um, again, it depends on the scenario, who I'm fighting, the player and the army, you know, what their sort of tactics would be. But a lot of people look at the list and go, right, you've got 20 Thunders, you've got an Ironclad, you've got uh, the Bowen Seed. So they're in there, that's an alpha list. So it, they look at that as that's all it does. Mm-hmm. Um so a lot of people don't realise that the ironclad, if you jump ten of those thunderers out, it, you know, with the admiral in there, it's moving sixteen. It can still shoot. So yeah. they do all the nice sweet conga lines to stop the nine inch uh, fly high, and you just bomb it forward. You know, all of a sudden here we start dying. <laughs> it's a lot, so of, a lot just, of psychological warfare in this list. Yeah, I like so psychological. It's all about uh, I control what you do, not the other way about. Yeah. So you leave you leave a big open gap, and they're like, right, I need to hold these three objectives because he holds three, and then when they do that, you push one side of it. So you're you're safe from the other two thirds of their army. You just have to do one third. So even if you fluff it, you're gonna hit only a third of an army instead of a full army. And then if they were to come across, then you just redeploy, hit the other side. Yeah. 
yeah. and just keep, just keep use every rule you have, not just one or two. <laughs> so it's it's kind of you kind of almost sort of playing tennis, like switching from one yeah. side of the net to the other, <laughs> just with yourself, and then there just the ball just getting bad about. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you ever have any, oh yeah. Uh, did you ever have any issues that uh, Tubman had where uh, the opponent death balled everything in one spot and just that's where you sit twenty four inches away. Mm. Yeah. So if they deploy in one big spot, that if you go too close, you're going to get extremely punished. Just don't go close. Mm. Grab the objectives. Because at the end of the day, even if they table you, if you're ahead in points, you still win. Yeah. And that's what's so, handy yeah. to have uh, 12 inch moving 100 point units that can get onto the objectives. Yeah. And you don't care if they die that much. Exactly. Because okay. uh, even, even if they do manage to be like moving 14 and get a 12 inch charge, you've still screened off with the, the riggers and wardens, so they're not getting over the top okay. and into whatever's behind. So you can use them at whatever range sort of to keep all the nasties away <laughs> and then if they do try and do that move then you broke their it's sort of like blood ball cajun where you know once you get through the cage that's it it just falls apart yeah, so yeah. as soon as they make the move then you just pounce <laughs> yeah so uh, uh should we move uh put, should we put up the the list that yeah there was just the one, list that one. I won't bring up about this list, which was said it was nineteen seventy, which I really like, and I I know that you're quite keen on some of the other lists, is to have them quite low points. Yeah, I'll take a triumph over an extra command point any day. Uh, so I mean, where do you normally use that extra triumph? Um, it just it depends what you roll, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones to say you get reroll saves. It means in a key point you can use the reroll wounds in the ironclad. Yeah. And then say like two turns later, all of a sudden, oops, something really nasty is getting here. We just go right, reroll saves. Or if you get reroll wounds, um, when you finally do pounce on them, both thunder units are reroll wounds. Yeah. And then everyone starts to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're going to use one return. It's like, yeah, but I can only use one goal, but I can use the triumph as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's stopping you from using the triumph. Exactly. And I guess that's actually really quite handy because you because you split the funders up. Um, obviously, then having that does mean that you can buff both in the, in the same turn, so you can have that major turn if you want to. Yeah, um, but also the the two units of ten gives you two more shots. Yeah. True. And then it's well, just more flexible. Uh, yeah. So I, I would yeah. say every game, 10 get out at least once. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, so, yeah, so let's move on to the the list that you use for... Oh, I guess we should actually explain how the tournament works because it's not really very standard, is it? Yeah, so this was the first event we ran here after quarantine started easing. Um, so we have 28 tables in the club, um, and the club has been open since March normally, yeah. So instead of trying to fit 20, 28 people in, we did two heats of 14. So you're only using, so there's a table empty between each table. So it was only you and the person you were playing with masks, and then 
blank table and so on. Um, so that's what they ran it over two weeks. So it was one week and then the next week using the same uh, scenarios, but 14 different people. And then it was the top seven from both days played in the final. Now we had a, we had a couple of dropouts because um, um, we have a lot of the Irish guys come up and they just went into lockdown yeah. after, he, after he too, but before the final, so they couldn't make it. And then there was a couple of guys who weren't feeling well, so there was other people brought in. Mm-hmm. So if, if you had wanted to, could you have played in both heats? Or was no. it designed? No, it was designed. So you, you, picked, you picked one day, Yeah. and that's the one you played in. Was there, was there much of, oh, I'm not going to go to that day, because... Sorry, so you know, for some people, like I say, no people play certain lists and they don't want to come up against it. They're like trying to choose which day to go to or trying to. Uh, the day, the days weren't published until after everyone had locked in, <laughs> and our events usually sell out like within a couple of hours. So okay. uh, it was sort of just like, yeah, I'll pay, and then you're right, you're in this day, you're fighting this. Yeah. <laughs> And then people have that many armies here, even though you know what they play, they could cut land with something completely different. Yeah. Chris Caves Jr. be an example. Uh, his qualifying list was the list we showed previously. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> first, uh, mm-hmm. first of all, I want to say I, I love this list. It's boats. It's just <laughs> boats. It's all the boats. Even the... the oh, He's uh, out. Well, I think I'm back. He's out. Um, it's even the. It's even got the six honorary KO boats that should have totally been in our book but weren't. <laughs> so this is the first oh. list I wrote when I opened the book. Um, yeah. The only thing Copters that annoyed me bombers. was yeah, both represent. <laughs> it's just it's all of them. It's every single KO boat. It's so fantastic. I'm still a bit salty they didn't give us an ironclad hero. Oh, yeah, that would have been amazing. So, in my eyes, when you put an admiral in an ironclad, it becomes an uh, ironclad hero. An admiral. Honorary. <laughs> uh, so, is only having one hero in this list just so you can get as many boats in as possible? It was literally there because you have to have one. Yeah. Because, as I said, no ironclad hero. Yeah. <laughs> So this was, as I said, the first event after lockdown ease. So none of us had, like, I'm a, I'm a key worker. So me and the missus, we've been working all the way through. Loads of the other guys had been doing loads of hobby and getting loads of stuff done because they had nothing else to do. Um, so whenever it was the first event, um, and it was maybe two or three weeks after it first opened, mm-hmm. and with me being a key worker, I was like, right, I'll sort of sit back. Don't want you know people not going to the club because I'm there, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It was my first game in about <laughs> six months. <laughs> so I was I said to a few of the guys, I was like, right, fluffy, we're gonna take all boats. Cool. Uh, and then you gave I love that it worked. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> well, Bar Collins game, that was not great. <laughs> um uh, so you obviously wanted to have all boats. Was there was it kind of boats you had or was it kind of a case of well i want boats to fill certain roles i was i was uh how many boats could i fit in mm-hmm. sort of so the the ironclad and the two frigates 
or mine, the the second frigate Iron Fist or Stargazer, sorry, is converted. So the balloons are taken off the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a hurricane in the middle, and then the gun hauler balloon at the back. Yeah. Uh, and then a navigator stand on the deck. <laughs> uh, um, and then has that, that been a luminarch at some point? Then. No, I just thought look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like having duplicate yeah, models, so yeah. I never built the tack of one. I was like, right, and they change this. Yeah. Um, the three gun haulers, I have three, but one of them's not painted. Oh, did you bring an unpainted model to the to the tournament? No, so I borrowed Collins, which was also ah. unpainted. <laughs> 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 um, so, and then his, the gyrocopters and the gyro bombers were also Collins, but the rest of the rest were fine. Yeah. Um, I um, think. Walk us through the most striking feature of your list. Why is the Ironclad called Pie Smasher? <laughs> Why do you think it's called Pie Smasher? <laughs> is it because it kills things on Pie Plate? Right. So, uh, <laughs> just one of the guys in the team and I, uh, Robbie Wright, um, he used to talk about, you know, Pie Smasher people. So, the old KO. Drop down, uh, overkill four times in overturn one. Um, so that we, we named it then. <laughs> it's just sort of stuck. Uh, so it's a reference to the clown car. Yeah, it's been, it's been <laughs> the mighty pie smasher ever since. It's been the mighty pie smasher ever since it yeah. got painted. Yeah, the clown get not, out. And... I, I have all these names translated to dwarvish runes, so I will eventually freehand it onto this island. Which <laughs> have your nice. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. And um, then the admiral's there because you can't bring an armada and not bring an admiral. Fair enough. So, <laughs> so, so you, you, so you went down the fun narrative route. Uh, yeah. You still qualified, so it's obviously still work. Um, <laughs> how? Oh, like there's some there's some choices here that you can see where you've done this. So the admiral. Your command trait and artifact are basically about keeping him alive. Yeah, he's is... the only one there, and the artifacts and command traits, the admiral, are great. So uh, <laughs> we'll just yeah. keep him around for a bit longer. I mean, I think something he's got some good choices. I mean, I I would when I have put him into list, it is being sometimes to take a specific artifact. I like the old war wound that gives him um uh it gives you just an extra command point every turn really. Yeah. But I mean this is just he's got if he stays in the iron clay he's got a two up save and he's just he's he's got what the, eight wounds the, eight wounds wounds yeah the, the problem with the three command or the three command point every turn is it says war scroll uh command ability mm-hmm. which means he can only buff the ironclad yeah. Um. Oh, the the, the um. So the the old wound. Yeah. So I, I believe it's only command or war scroll command abilities. It is. Yeah. Um. So, so that, the that's one that gives you a free. That gives yeah. you a, a free use of your command ability, but I. Sorry. The what the one that I like is hmm. the rune of mark. Uh, because you get extra aether gold. Yeah. Um, if you kill an enemy hero, 
we were, we were we were discussing it before, and then we realized I'm Barak Urbaz, so it wasn't the biggest oh, thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, if you're if you're Barak Urbaz, <laughs> then you don't need more Aethergold. So yeah, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, because obviously um, you've got Barak Urbaz to make the gun hold the battle line. So, yeah. uh, so it, it's a command trait. Uh, it's um. War wound. Roll a dice for this general in your hero phase. On a one, subtract one from hit rolls from this general until your next hero phase. On a two plus, you receive one command point. Oh, so it's the one that's plus command points, not yeah. the use yeah. command. Yeah. Uh, the one that the other gives one... you two command points a turn, essentially. Yeah. I think the other one we we're thinking of is the mask Hader, which is an artifact which lets you yeah. command a command ability on the war skull. The one, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah that one. Terribly useful on that list. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how did the gyrocoxes and gyrobombers do? Uh, the gyrobombers, I would say, were probably MVP in that list. Uh, the copters ended up just being screens a lot of the time. If I was doing it again, they would have took the steam guns off and put the brimstone guns, whatever they're called, on them, mm-hmm. just for that extra bit of reach. Okay. Um, but yeah, the bombers, unbelievable every game. Definitely the steam guns never exploded a big horde then. Well, I didn't really fight any hordes by the skinks. Um, I I got half the skink, one of the skink range or units got about half in range, so it wasn't killed about 15. Then I lost the jet dropper's return, yeah, (laughs) yeah, because they're not going to hang around for long. Crook was too close. You're in microwave range mm. at, that, at that stage. Yeah. So what, mean, what do the bombers do? Like, is is it is it just the is it the gun or is it the the bombs that do all the damage? It's a mixture of both, and they have twelve wounds. Ah, wow. I mean, twelve wounds. That's what more than a gun hauler. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's more than a gun hauler. They have ten. They're just they're just flying about. Damn. Uh, sorry, is it fifteen on them? Uh, when's the gun hauler? I know that the gun, the gun hauler has 10. 10. Yeah, I can't remember whether it's four on the gyrocopters or three. The gyro bombers have five, so in, in that unit, so, oh, sorry, yeah, it's, it's 15 wins. Sorry, on the bomber unit. Ah, right, yeah, they can right. walk up, they can walk up the crook and make a mess oh, and not die. So, so you prefer them. Because they're more survivable than the copters. They just did more damage as well. You know, they were hitting yeah. from the actual range. Um, yeah. The bombs were every turn, not once per game. Yeah. Um, I wasn't afraid to run them to get the, the bombs if I needed. Whereas the copters, you were sort of like, I want to shoot the steam gun. Yeah. <laughs> just to see what yeah. happens. Because um, the, the only time they actually did any amount of shots was against Collins Fire Slayers, and I think they killed one. Uh, that's not. Is it? Let's talk about the list that you face. So, uh, oh, I've got them. We skip ahead to the list you face because, and we're we're circle back to the uh, the list you use for the finals. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, the first game you played was against Skaven Time. Um, I'm not going to bother reading that list. I, don't <laughs> I can't be bothered. Um, so, 60 clan rats. Yeah, uh, I mean, 
Slimming Bell, Warblog Bombardiers, Stormfiend. Pretty, pretty stunning. Yeah. And lots of Wait, he's using the Cowden Overlord's Endless Spell. He can't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a ship to deliver mm. it. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Register in my mind, KO can't use magic in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not magic, it's science. <laughs> science! It's just something that we've bottled. Um, so, yeah. so this one, this this comes down to, as I always say, uh, deployment's the most important part of the game. So, uh, so, so you've made Total Conquest. Yeah. So, was it, first of all, what, before you deployed, was there anything that you identified in his list as, right, well, that's got to die, or I've got to avoid that? Well, or, Stormfiend had to die, because if they get within range, they're going to make a mess. Yeah. Um, he started deploying first. Mm-hmm. Um, he took the top left-hand corner, I took the bottom right. There was quite a lot of scenery in the way, so I was able to go right back into the corner and then screen off with the uh, copters and gun haulers. Yep. So that if he did try and bridge, he wasn't getting anywhere close, and then I could just pounce on them by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was it? Did you put the gun hauler in, in the middle and then. Yeah, and then. Some bombers on one side? Each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the closest he could get, I think, was 20 inches away from the Ironclad, something like that, because it was right in the corner. Yeah, and then the fr- the frigates were right beside that as well. Um, but yeah, so he was that he was that afraid of getting alphaed with all the guns. Um, he deployed really far back and didn't leave room for the bridge. Mm-hmm. So was that my... a mistake, or did he just did he just not think about it, or? But no, I didn't. I I jumped on it so. <laughs> So he had the sort of front and center, the storm fiends, and then he had the clan rats, clan rats, clan rats. Mm-hmm. And then it all the heroes around his uh, null holes and stuff. So the one he put my deployment, I was standing on top of. Yeah. So he couldn't he wasn't um, and then the rest, one was the far left and one was the far right. So they weren't really within range. He tried mm-hmm. to skitter leap turn one. He failed all spells turn one, pretty much. Um, and then on mine, I sent a frigate and a gun hauler to the far right, a frigate and a gun hauler to the far left. Then the ironclad and the gun hauler, sort of middle left. And then the copters and bombers just went straight in. So at that stage, my secondary was uh, three units had to fail battle shock in one turn. So he had pushed two of the units out of Battleshock range, but the third one was in, so I didn't want to kill them. So it was sort of just splashing damage to the clan rats without actually killing them. And then the rest of the shots were um, into the Screaming Bell and the Storm Fiends. So normally I would have left the Screaming Bell alone because I don't really care about it, but I needed the Battleshock okay. and he gone. Yeah. Um... So had, had he pushed his clan rats forwards towards any of the objectives? Or? Yeah, so he'd, he'd capped uh, the one in his deployment and the one to yeah. the right. Yeah. Uh, but then my gyrocopters took it off him. Right. So you, you, you killed enough. Yes, yeah, so he only had one in range. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, that is it too. He didn't want me getting closer to the storm thing, so he took him off, and then my copters were all in range of it. Yeah. 
So as I held, I held three bar his home objective, and his turn one he held two. Okay. So so that so they're not trying to completely destroy the clan rats thing. Didn't no. stop you. Yeah, and then yeah. something to add there was he had a hero within range of his home objective. Yeah. Um, and I had a hero in range of my home objective. Yeah. So you're both getting the extra VP. The extra one, yeah. yeah. So did you sort of, uh, with having this mission first, did that kind of make you wish, oh, I wish I had more heroes in my list? Um, not really, because I knew that if he was using his heroes to try and cap more objectives, then I could just snipe them out. Mm -hmm. Just one of those things. It's actually a plus side. Yeah, he'll go three points up turn one, but that's it. Then he's getting no additional points, and then I'm just scoring one extra every turn. Yeah. Um, so you could use that to your advantage. Okay. Um, so, and then, so you scored all uh, the bottom, like yours and the and the two, sort of. The yeah, I, I, I scored three of them. I got the additional yeah. one. He scored two. Got the additional one. Yeah. Uh, he won. He won priority. Mm -hmm. Um, killed the gyrocopters and I think he'd done about six or seven wounds to a gun holler, but I'd kept them all out of range of the storm fiends because he was still yep. blocked in by the clan rats because he wanted to screen them off and it also hampered them in. Um, so in my turn two, I shot the bell off. It only, I think I had five wounds left. Um, the rest of my shooting were straight into the storm fiends and then my entire army just charged, dropping bombs. Yeah. Um, making sure not to splash my attacks. You know, everything multi-charged, so if, say, the clan rats were down to one model, don't attack them. Yeah. So I'll end up getting that secondary in the second turn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, all three clan rats ran, and the storm fiends ran as well. Nice. Yeah, because you did damage in so many different units, and yeah. even without the uh, the normal Battleshock community that he would have, then it's just too much for to do with inspiring presence if you've got multiple units uh, potentially running. Yeah, because it still as two uh, warp seers were still on the the hole. He hadn't moved them off. Right. And so the, out, the, out of range of most of the units. Anyway. And the bell was the general, so you only had the you know the six inch range. Yeah. So nothing, nothing was getting the command points. So I think, I think turn three it had the two. Warseers and uh, Thankful left. Ouch. So um, pretty decisive after that, yeah. He just, he just conceded there then. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I won priority as well, so. Yeah, okay. So I, said, I, I told him he could have it because it made no difference. <laughs> but. Um, so in this game, which units did you give the extra... Uh, Aper gold from the Barakurva. So just a standard first one goes to the Ironclad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that every, um, every game, yeah? Every game. If I roll yeah. one, it's straight in the Ironclad. Mm -hmm. um, everything after that is on Gone Hollers. Okay. What is there a reason why you choose the Gun Hollers over, say, the frigates? Frigates. So I don't rate frigates at all. Yeah, <laughs> frigates enough. are just overcosted for uh, gun haulers without all the bonuses. Yeah. Um, so the the gun hauler with the 18 inch move. Yep. 
and then charge is just unbelievable. I use them very offensively, so they're they're constantly in combat and charging things for no reason. Yeah. Just drop bombs and you know reroll saves, keep them out of the shooting phase for a turn, and then you know fly high, hit somewhere else, just keep rinse and repeat. Yeah. Because uh, unlike the frigate, you have to kill it. Otherwise, yeah. you're not stopping anything. It just keeps going. Yeah. Um, so the frigates you, you sort of hold back more reserved. Um, and then they also give out the, the shrug save as well. So you kind of want them sticking around. Yeah. So what are you using gold for on the frigate? Is it offensive use, like on hits or wounds or defensive? Um, it, it depends. If I need to reroll the wounds, say I'm like minus one to wound or something for person slayers, then I'll, I'll probably use it there. Um, but I would say the majority of the time on boats, it saves. Yeah. Yeah, it just keeps, keeps them alive that yeah, extra turn. Just yeah. means you can build an iron or something and, you know, take maybe five damage. You're like, right, I'll heal one of them and then I'll just fuck off. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that game was relatively straightforward for you then. Yeah, it was over in about half an hour. <laughs> Common occurrence in my games. <laughs> okay. uh, so, be, before I move on... KO at this point, I think. <laughs> We're getting oh, that way. Uh, doesn't matter what army I use. <laughs> the guys here keep me going. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so let's move on. Your next game was against Seraphon. Uh, which mm. uh, was a Fangs uh, of Sotok list uh, with Croak and Gotrek. So this was oh. a fluff um, I've been told by Stephen because it has Gotrek. <laughs> that does not make that does not make a list fluffy. Well, <laughs> maybe, not, if it, <laughs> maybe if it's a dwarf list. <laughs> uh, well, I will say on that list, Gotrek was completely pointless. Right, because he, he, he could, just he, couldn't get into combat, I, I assume. I, I just give him 11 half inch charge every turn and just let him around the board. Yeah. He, he did absolutely not. <laughs> um, so this list, it was focal points, was the scenario. Yeah. Um, so before the game, or before the tournament, Stephen had been uh, making fun of me by submitting the list without reading the tournament pack. Okay. <laughs> and then on the day, I realised... He submitted a list without reading the scenarios. So focal points, you score extra points if a behemoth or a monster is within six inches of an objective. Yeah. Which oh, no. <laughs> I have. I see the problem. Three. Yeah. So I had two frigates and an ironclad. Yeah. So you're getting all the extra points. Yeah. And he hasn't got any. But key key thing is the ironclad's base is big enough to fit one of the side ones and the middle so you're scoring both yes so if he hits both of them you're getting the points for holding them and you're getting two additional points yeah right yeah um, you would so it's it's uh, his base size Nagash Archeon things like that anything smaller than ironclad's base can't do it I, I think great unclean ones can I didn't need to measure that uh, I wonder if the frigate can do it. I was just trying to look in the camera. Oh, the, the, the uh, ironclad just just about the right size. Yeah. So it's not quite long enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the first the first turn, I was scoring two additional points 
Yeah. Just off the bat. Um, there was a lot of skirmishing going on that game, so it was out of Croak's microwave range because he was in the, the scenery face. Where, where did he put that? Was that in the middle or uh, outside? Or? Right between objective one and two. Yep. It was okay. about 12 inches long. Uh, and Croak was inside the scenery piece rather He was inside, inside it with, with the unit, and the Saurus guard was out the back where I couldn't see them. Yeah. So he was getting the minus two to hit, plus one save, and then the, the shrug off save onto them. Yeah. And then his, his own shrug off save as well. Yeah. Um, so I just I just ignored him. Yeah. So because I was scoring more points every turn, I didn't have to come past the midline. Um, yeah. So he teleported the skinks forward. You know, fully buffed up, fought the ironclad, took the ironclad down. Did I think it was three or four wounds? Oh. Mortal wounds. Can't really do much about it. Yeah. Um, but then the ironclad had breath of Morgan. Ah. So Breath of Morgrim and Shooting Phase took that 40 man unit of skanks down to about, I think it was about 12 or 14, can't remember. Yep. Um, Croak had killed the Admiral at that stage. Yeah, uh, he killed, oh. killed him turn one. Um, so in my turn, I had to charge the Ironclad into the skanks because they were between objective five and three. Um, if I had to get the charge off, I would have scored the two, two additional points for five and four, but he killed me on the Overwatch. It was just a Hail Mary to get the extra points. Um, sort of by the end of turn three, because my arm, or my copters and all were flying around and everything else was flying high, skirmishing as normal. Mm-hmm. They weren't really taking much damage, but they were doing quite a lot. So it was by about, I think it was turn three, he had Croak from his main army and go track. The rest were summoned. Yeah. Right. Did he try summoning some behemoths? Like... The... Oh, because I was deleting that much stuff he had to keep summoning skinks out. Right. All right. Just, just for board presence, you know, stop me from teleporting places and capture objectives as his own. Um, finally dealt with Croak by flying the bombers over him. Mm-hmm. Then charging him with three gun haulers on a frigate. Wow. So you're doing quite a lot of mortal wins there. <laughs> yeah, just dropping bombs. Yeah, and that stage the, the guard were dead. Yeah. So he, he only had his base. Because he, he, he got out turn two onto a bailwind. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was simply the extra score on that game. <laughs> so it sounds like it was still relatively close, though. How, did I, was, you win it by I, was, I was one point ahead. Right, the okay. So if you hadn't had Behemoth, you would have lost the game. Yeah. And that's why boat lists. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so did the did you get extra points from the frigates as well? Were yeah, they they're, they're, they're both behemoths. Yeah, it's just one. They were they were jumping between objective four, three, and one. So if you'd been, I mean, obviously you wouldn't have been able to be the thing because you wouldn't have had any battle. Like, but if you had, then depend depending on how the TO ruled it, you might not have even got the extra points from the. Uh, on the frigates. Yeah. Mm. Because they lose behavior to gear battle and like that. Yeah. Um, Bad rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, list, stick with Urbaz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go with the boat. Um, 
Uh, not about the tournament, I believe it drops like 170 points. Yes, oh yeah, because the, the other thing was that this, so this was, the way the tournament fell was the heats, were both heats before the points drop. No, so the this was heat one, uh, yeah. heat one was the Sunday, and I think the points were dropped on the Monday. Right. And then wow. the previous, the following week was heat two, but we used the same, everything was submitted before heat one. Yeah, um, and that's why the lists are different for the final because it was to make way for FAQs or points changes and stuff like that. Okay, so so both heats were using the, uh, the yeah old point there. Um, so this list, yes, yeah, so this list is how many points do you say it was cheaper? I think it's one hundred and seven. No, I think it's just one hundred and seventy points under. Right. So, so I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head or something like that, but it's at least an Oregon Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big difference. Yeah. Um, and what what were your secondaries on here? Do you? Uh, can't remember on that one. Yeah. We we used all eighteen. I remember I got them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's move on then. Uh, so next you were up against Fireside. You mentioned a couple of uh, times. Dwarf Civil War. Uh, so this one was an auto lose from the start. <laughs> uh, he went into this game thinking that I was going to win and I just looked at it and goes I'm not even going to bother with the main objective mm-hmm. it's Blade um, Edge I think it's called uh, yes Yeah. so this one I'm completely out dropped there's 30 half guard in there uh, turn one he just ran forward and capped five of the objectives yeah <laughs> mm. that's essentially it <laughs> and then every yeah. turn an objective is removed uh, so did he make you go first or did he go first uh, as I said he thought I was going to do well in this one for some reason um, so he took priority to get his buffs up get the objectives and just sort of camp Yeah, which uh, I knew he would do because <laughs> yeah. shooting Earth Car Berserkers with a 2 up save is completely different than shooting them with a 5 up save mm-hmm. um, yeah so he went first captured the 5 yeah and then pretty much end of the turn. Yeah. Uh, so did you manage to shift many in your first turn? Uh, I think oh. I killed seven out of the 21. Right. Which wasn't bad yeah. goal. Yeah. As I said, the, the gyrocopter has gotten full range and killed one. Yeah. Because he, he popped the nugget as well, so he was sitting on a two-up save. Just, they're, they're a brick. The fireplace are a brick. You just have to Probably smash yeah. your head if, against. If you see twenty earth card boats aren't killing them. Yeah. And, and he had the the runic firewall as well. So was he keeping his hero, heroes? Within so he, if I remember correctly, he failed at turn one. Right. Okay. Um. Not that it made a difference. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, the heroes weren't the problem in that scenario. Right. Um. So then. Who won priority? Uh, I won priority into, into turn two, but yeah. um, again, I was just playing the secondaries. Yeah. So we, we basically got two second or th- picked three secondaries each before the game. Uh, your opponent vetoes one of them, so says, no, I don't want you to use that one. Yeah. And then the third secondary objective was kill a thousand points. Um, yeah. So under the new 20-0 system, that we were using them in all the heats and the finals. It was 
major win is 14 points and then six of the points is secondary so it's scoring your three gets you three points and denying your opponents three gets you three points yeah so i just didn't even bother with the main mission i just went straight for kill as much as possible keep as much alive and then hit the other two and stop him from getting his yeah so i think his was i think he had to kill my admiral with a hero in combat yeah and i think it was kill a boat with a battle line i can't remember but he didn't get it uh, i know that um yeah i guess it was relatively simple to keep the admiral away from the from the yeah. <laughs> with uh fly high and <laughs> um, yeah far side is not exactly renowned for being fast well he had the three magma drops so he was he was pretty quick <laughs> the, uh, yeah yeah true did you uh, manage to kill those at least? I just left them alone. Uh, all right. A frigate up in the top right hand corner, and all three of them went after it. Left mm-hmm. it all. Oh, it was one wound. <laughs> that was um, squeaky. So, uh, the interesting thing about this battle plan, though, is that the removing the objectives is optional. It is. Yeah. So, was there. Any part of you that thought, well, if I don't, I mean, did you take the turn after the priority or not, or did you? Um, so he he was giving me priority. I, so I he, mean, he could remove the objectives. Oh, so it's his his choice. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you I thought you'd won the priority. So no, no, I'm sorry. I went first, as and so he was like, I won. Yeah. Over to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So. I, had me from the get-go there, there, was, yeah. there was no because the one he got the one he got rid of was the one he didn't hold yeah yeah so from i scored one point to right there's five left and he's standing on them yeah uh, he run this year i can't tick them off but he could tick me off in one turn yeah. <laughs> so it's like this is not even hard. Right. i think uh, yeah, i mean this mission is always gonna be tough against something that can just camp on the objective yeah if it's something that you you have a bit of a chance against but it's tough if, if i had have had the the final list mm. um what i play cons fire slayers all the time it's always super close but mm. thunders make a mess when yeah. it comes to uh earth guard throwing off model yeah that's that's um, where you get the and then you use the minus two to hit. Yeah, but I think if you, the the priority was really key. Yeah. So if you're be, if you're, you're behind on points. Yeah, you're you can, you're wanting you can, the first turn, but you can't afford to give it away. You can't afford to take it because your opponent will just lift the one you're going to take. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But no, I, re- I really like it as an objective. Yeah. The the more you need, if you're behind on points, you've got to keep the objectives on the table. Yeah, um, so same, same sort of thing as relocation orb last edition. Yeah. So you, if you make your opponent go first, he's scoring one point, but you're scoring three. I didn't yeah. like that. It was just too yeah. random. Yeah. No, this this is a uh, this is less random, more because there's so many battle plans. It's less uh, not battle plans, so many objectives. It's yeah. a little bit less twingy. And they're they're so close together as well. Yeah. So you sort of have to think to yourself because whereas relocation door before may have jumped to the other side of the board, you never knew where it was going to go. Whereas this one, right, 
do I hold and even a pile in may get him in range of it. Yeah. That's how close it can be. Uh, and you can get one unit sitting and holding two objectives. Yeah, just Very easily. Yeah. Especially if they're like half guard on the 32s. Yeah. No, this, this one is tough for KO. I mean, it's, it's the one I lost in, in my tournament. So... I think this depends on the list you're on. Um, this one can be very good in the fact that your opponent will not take the first turn because they will go into it ahead in points and they won't want to take first and you remove an objective they hold or not remove an objective mm. they ahead in the points, which means you're getting that priority. Yeah. You're getting that double turn. Yeah, and then... You're at that stage. You're going right. This really punished them now. So because they're holding five, they may have overstretched a little bit, mm. or they're weaker in one point. You know, you, you can use that to your advantage. Mm. Yeah, I, I can give it to you, and you don't remove one, and just super hit a corner. Mm -hmm. I guess you can almost potentially gamble on your first turn that they will not want to give away. Uh, not want to go first because they won't want to take a drip and really hammer them first down as well, potentially. It's yeah, a risky I, strategy. I find most people against KO still see them in the old book, so they will not give you first turn if they have a choice. Yeah. Not a bad call, but... I, as, as a KO player, I, I pretty much always want to go second. Yeah. Just... yeah. I want to go second, but most people want the double. I don't care about the double, um, but it's... I want to go second because then I can see where you went. Yeah. So instead of All right, yeah. me, it's me reacting to you. So when you're doing your movement, I go, right, if I go there, you know, I want to lead you further that way, I'll go over there to make mm -hmm. you come that way. Whereas if you go first, they've sat, they've sat still. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Corn, you said a lot in the past. You, you like to go second and then just keep going second just so you don't get doubled later to yeah. 100%. Yeah. Basically, uh, as a lot. Sorry? Uh, and I know with, with the old book, it was definitely you don't, you can't afford to get double turned. You don't need the double turn so much, you cut, but you cannot afford to get double turned. Yeah, you can take one turn ahead, but it's the second one that kills you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you not I think it's a lot of people win the priority and immediately go double, taking it. Yeah. And then they find themselves in a position where they can't really do anything. <laughs> mm. well, Sometimes it's just as good to give it away as it is to keep it. Well, it's the interesting thing about the way the double turn works is when you when you go second in in the turn before, you're thinking, well, I might be able to get the double, but I might not. You don't know whether you're going to win it or not. So you, yeah. you can't. It's risky to push forwards hoping you're going to get it. And then if you stay back or whatever, then... You then when you do get the double, you can't necessarily capitalise on it. Exactly. Unless you can teleport. That's the mini game. The mini game inside the game. Yeah. So, uh, so you lost this game, but yeah. you were really played for your secondary, and you said you got them on your other ones. So, did did the secondaries make a difference on whether you qualified for the finals or not? So I came. I think it was third in that one. Yeah. Oh, so you probably qualified. Yeah, you would. So I, I was I was pretty much qualifying even if I didn't score any secondaries in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just because so much because I think it was 
I think I went 20 nil in the first, or no, I went 19 1 in the first game, and I think the second yeah. one, 19 1 as well. Yeah. And so, did the scores from the Heat carry over to the finals for yeah. determining matchups? Yeah, so the first round, first place from Heat 1 played first place from Heat 2. Mm-hmm. So, Colin played uh, Mick. Then second played second, third played third. Mm-hmm. So I should have been playing. So we knew this before we submitted the list. Mm-hmm. And you were allowed to change your list um, you know, after the points change, if it, if it had dropped in time, because at that stage we didn't know when it was going to come. Um, but you were still allowed to change it. Yeah. But you had to stay in the same faction. Yeah. So, so was it, did the uh, placings and scoring from this heat, was it only for determining who you played in the first game of the finals, or was it? Did it? Did it make a difference on your final standings? It carried across, yeah. So oh, yeah, completely carried. Um, it was used for determining first round, but then any points you scored in the finals added on to your heat points. Yes. So yeah. So scoring your secondaries was still really yes, vital. Then the, the top fourteen that went in were essentially playing six day turn or six game tournament. Um, so let's uh, circle back to your list for the finals, which is here it is. So you stuck with uh, Barack Urbaz. I thought um, because of you in the heats, I'd, I'd stick with it. Yeah. I could have used an R in here as well, it would have fit. Yeah. Um, so this is quite similar to your April Wars list. Um, a, little, a few differences. Uh, in heroes, uh, so you've got the Ender Master of Dirigible Suit, who's a general uh, with the toughest old boots, command trait, and phosphorite bombets. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Then you had an Admiral again, uh, and then a chemist with emergency vent plates, and two gun haulers, and three, uh, two units of three Sky Wardens, which were also battle line. Thanks to the Ender Master being the general, uh, then your two units of ten funders, um, and then was it just one unit that had two fumigators? Yeah, just the one. Yeah, and then then you had your ironclad, and you had the which had the buoyancy aid, and you were escort winning this time. So, yeah. and that's so nineteen forty. With the Ender Master, I can't remember what tough his old boot is, but I don't think that's the one. The one I gave him was the plus two shots on his gaze. Right, okay, so I've got the wrong one on there. So, yeah, uh, I can't remember what the plus two shot is. It's, I can't remember what it's called. I want to say monolens, but that's the other thing that's the extra yeah. range that people use it with. Uh, it's Tinkerer. It's the, the Tinkerer. Oh, one. yes, great Tinkerer. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, I probably got that wrong because I copied and pasted it on the previous list and then it. Um, and then uh, so let's address the first thing which is probably vent plates a lot of people have questions about which is so we knew in advance we knew in advance it was for the phase right okay we we had we've had a rolling for quite a while (laughs) (laughs) although I did ask for us a minute just to be sure he hadn't changed his mind but that didn't (laughs) affect your obviously you still wanted to use it so was that so, so it's because we knew who qualified and we knew right. what factions they had to use beforehand. So this list is, I wouldn't use this list probably all the time. 
it's a bit more skewed to what I knew I'd be fighting. Okay. So, so round one, I was supposed to fight an attack eel, Deepkin. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, so it's chosen as a defensive measure for them then? So the defense plates were there because there was supposed to be uh, two Seraphon and two or two other KO players. Yeah. Yeah. So you knew there's going to be a lot of shooting. Mm. And yeah, it was there if I needed it. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah. how how did the tournament run the vent or how, how did you run the vent plates? Um, that they worked for one shooting phase, or that they that worked for? Phase, you activate it until the end of the phase. It's minus one hit. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's it's the way I'm pretty. It's I'm fairly sure it's intended to be played as a one phase thing and not. I'm going to activate this at the start of the game and then it's going to work for the rest of the game because it doesn't have, <laughs> doesn't specify when it stops. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, uh, we, we got the rule and well advance for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, other so what what are the main reasons was it just a case of like i did your you did your fun list for the heat and like right now go back to the back to your strong what you consider your strong list or yeah, so when we got to this stage this is where you start fighting the likes of all the team ni players mm -hmm. all the top irish players and then a few of the guys who didn't quite qualify for the team this mm -hmm. year but were you know not far off yeah so everyone's bringing top grade dirt so, I know how to use it. <laughs> so, um, and then, how how did the points changes factor into your decisions on this? So the Andrew Master, um, I thought he was a bit overpriced before, mm -hmm. uh, but at one ninety with the boats. So because the boats have went down as well as him, mm -hmm. I see him as. A, as quite a good tech now because if you look at him he's essentially three thunders with the cannon yeah <laughs> and, and he can have artifacts and come on yeah so the the warm-up to this the previous list i'd run was two of them and brock against Collins, uh fire slayer list now that was nasty that's essentially an extra 10 thunders with three cannons when yeah. it went when it shoots, it does a lot of damage. Um, yeah. But because I wanted to stick with Urbaz, I wasn't going to bring Brock. Um, I and I need my Admiral, so he was in there. Um, the Chemist was put in there simply for his minus one to hit normal, not not dead plates, his normal minus one to hit in combat. Right, so did he at some point drop out of the boat with the Thunderers, with the Premigators? So I was supposed, as I said, I was supposed to be fighting. I knew I was going to be fighting Robbie Wright, round one, because we were both third place. And he runs, he's twenty-one attack eels. Different variations of how many units yeah. and what's and lots of eels, but it's twenty-one attack eels. Um, so that was there as so ironclad in the corner, mm -hmm. eighteen inches away is three sky wardens. Yeah. And right in front of the ironclad to this side is an arrow ship of the Thunders. Right. Uh, two fumigators at the side. Yeah. One one in front so there, the, the, the third man back, and the chemist in there as well. So if he decides turn one, he's gonna alpha me, he's doing so at minus two to hit. Yeah. 
Batman is not an ironclad. The using it for for deployment. Yeah, so they, they yeah. would have deployed out of the boat. So um, Robin depending um, depending what you come up against, if you come against uh, a melee alpha army, then minus two to hit. And if yeah. you come against a shooting one, you've got vent plates for minus one to hit. Yeah, so that one against the sort of like you're minus two to hit. Are you going to blast me now? Because I'm rerolling mm -hmm. saves. So I don't mind him hitting me with a rend. It's the blast I don't want on the ironclad because I can't really roll that. So I can, I can take the hit of the actual attacks, but the, you know, say 18 of them get in, 18, three ups doing mortal wounds. Ooh. Nah, I'm <laughs> But um, um, he dropped out a couple of days before he wasn't feeling well. Right. I'm not so, playing Chris Jr.'s KO. Yeah. Uh, one question uh, before we move on to the, to the games uh, was which of the Thunderous units was part of the cannon? Was it the one without the fumigators? Yeah, rifles. Yeah. Just to get the most out of the 18 inches. Yeah. Because the, the the fumigators were, they were my Arconauts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they were basically a, a screen. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, a more durable one than Arconauts. The minus yeah, two oh, to hit. That's more, yeah. And the two ones each. Yeah, so yeah, 20 wounds. Um, and this this list would be a four draw. Uh, five, I think it is. Because you have the, yeah, the two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred units. So only one oh. has to be in the battalion. Does it? Okay. Yeah, it's one to three sky wardens, I believe, but only one thunder. Yeah. Ah. Balance and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, they knew how good Thunders were. I think it, it used to be two Thunders in the old book. It, it was up to three Thunder units, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And and then, so, the other thing was the list is 1940, which we touched on earlier, is to really guarantee you the... Yeah, so I, I got everything I wanted. Um, so my options were buy a command point, which I didn't really care about, or buy the likes of Aether Wings, which would have put my drops up. You didn't. You didn't want those those lay special ether wings. <laughs> That's uh, my ether wings are sky wardens. They bring their own pikes. Yeah. And they have shooting attacks. Uh, Twenty four inch range. Uh, another reason for making the engine master uh, general was to make sure that I had more than the three battling because mm -hmm. we didn't know what scenarios we were going to play. In. Yeah. So there is one the battling scores more. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it's got quite a lot of objectives as well. Yeah, so that gives me the the gun horse to fly high or speed boost onto, and then the Sky Wardens just doing whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's move on to the actual games. Um, let's, I've actually, because I put this in a weird order, I put the list at the beginning. Uh, let's have a look. There we go. There we go. So, oh my game. god, you it was it was the the the, the two civil war, <laughs> yeah, so civil war, the, the sequel. So, at the end of the heats, because he'd used the, the first list we showed, the one I was using when the book first dropped, he literally copied and pasted it in. Um, so when he qualified, I said to him, When the points change, you're gonna have to write your own list. Mm -hmm. So, this is what you came up with, right. 
Uh, <laughs> see, the chemist is using this. This Caron's using warp lightning vortex the way it should be. Don't know what Skaven yeah. are doing with it. This so, is not right. It's not right. Uh, before we put it on the table, I told him exactly how this game was going to go, and he laughed. What What did you tell him? Exactly. I was like, "You're going first. <laughs> uh, you're going to alpha, and you're going to bounce, and then you're, and you're going to make a mess." All right. Okay. Uh, so, so let's, because it is a KO list, let's actually talk about what he had. Um, so he was Barracknar, um, and then he had two Endromarsons with their own foot. Uh, one was the general, and the other one had the Ape Charge Rune, basically the same way setup you had in your previous list. Uh, I can see this is list is very inspired by your old KO, yeah. by, by your original KO list. My previous list um, and tweaked it to mix with the list. Yeah, so he's added in a chemist with uh, Spell in the Bottle, and then he has the Admiral that you have, and then he's yeah. got 10 Arcanauts, 10 Thunderers, 5 Thunderers, all with Rifle, and then he's got... Uh, Two units of three riggers, uh, both with a grapple launch and a body gun, and then two gun haulers, one with uh, Colbid's compartment and the Ironclad with the hmm. points he aid, uh, Iron Sky Command, and Warp Lightning Vortex. Yeah. And 1990. Um, so, yeah, you were predicting he was going to try and, if you let Sorry. him go first, Oh, well, how many drops was he? Was he... He was five as well. Yeah, so who won the roll-off? Uh, he won the roll-off, which means he chose sides, mm -hmm. which means I played first. All right. Uh, is that how it works now? Yeah, they changed it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, can't you, <laughs> if you win the roll-off, can't you choose whether to be player A or player B? Oh, so the, the person who wins the first roll-off picks table sides? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought you could choose whether or not to be the person yeah. who picks table sides or to deploy first. Yeah, um, he picked the side with uh, the worst or with the better terrain. Hmm. All um, right, yeah. There's a big massive got, one right in the middle of it. <laughs> a big massive what, sorry? Mystic. Right, okay. So he, he chose that one because he wanted the mystical terrain. Well, um, I didn't want me to have a mystical terrain. I didn't want you to have a mystical terrain. <laughs> Would it have made any difference? Uh, I was going to have priority regardless. Yeah, so either way, he was going to go first. Oh, I, I uh, told him before he picked sides. Yeah. yeah. I, he, he was getting turn one. Yeah. But you would have preferred to have that mystical maybe or, or not? I have uh, boats. No. Hollers yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. So with my deployment... Um, I used the, t the terrain I had on my board, uh, mixed with the uh, Sky Wardens. So when he inevitably alphaed, uh, he was able, the only thing within 18 inch range of any of his stuff was three three Wardens and a Gun Holler. Mm -hmm. Was much stuff in, within 12? Because a lot of his uh, three, three Wardens were 12. Right, so... Half the damage from his ironclad could only go into three water sets. Yeah, and then I popped uh, vent plates. Yeah, which both both gun haulers, the ironclad, everything in it were in range of. Yeah, so everything. Uh, you're breaking up. Mo pretty much. Oh. 
Oh, you're back now. Hello? Are you back? Okay. Yeah, so Mustafa was minus one to hit. Obviously, if he's trying to go for your heroes, they're even worse. Um, because they're going to get lookout, sir, and inside the ship. So yeah. they're minus three to hit. Um, so he, he went into it, essentially, all he could hit me with was cannons, mm. torpedoes, and his uh, Skywarden weapons. Yeah. Did you deploy your chemist outside of the boat? On or inside, or with, uh, because you, he, you spoke about in the past having. He was just at the front. Because yeah. um, obviously, if you've been inside, you would have got a potentially a slight figure. He would have been. Because uh, you're not worried about uh, combat, really. Uh, would you? Oh, no, I can't remember what this now. <laughs> I forgot what this was. Right. Uh, but were uh, you worried about combat? What from his list? He couldn't get close enough. Yeah. The only thing I would lose would be was Sky Wardens, and in that matchup, I fully go into the matchup assuming I'm going to lose both. Yeah. Turn one, so he, he killed the unit of three on the right, and he killed two from the unit of the left, mm-hmm. and he took the gun hauler with the breath of Morgan down to one wound, mm-hmm. and that was it. Oh, so definitely not enough. And then your counter strike just. So at that range, I, I pre-measured everything. Fully expecting the alpha because everyone does. Um, ten, ten thunders got out, mm-hmm. which are now in range of the chemist. He's on foot. Reroll one to wound. The yeah. ironclad moved ten inches, which put me uh, eight point one inches away from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, how much did you remove? So the ironclad died. Seven, I think it was six or seven of the thunders died. One of the engine masters died, and the admiral died on that flank. Okay. The gun hauler blew up from the bomblets. Did twenty six mortal wounds to it. Oh you, wait, you got twenty six mortal wounds with those bomblets. Twenty six. Oh, the gun It's a shame you hadn't used it on the ironclad. <laughs> Alright, so I can see what you mean when you say the dice are on your side. So, also, thing to remember is uh, turn one, he used reroll wounds on the ironclad, so when I shot, he was not rerolling saves. Oh, he really went for it then. Oh, he thought he was doing amazing. And until things. <laughs> at what point did he realize, was it when he didn't kill enough, or was it when you, when uh, when you, when you killed all his stuff? Uh, when it started the charge phase, he realised uh, he'd fucked up. Yeah. The start of your charge phase or his? Start his. So right, after, okay. he after, after he hadn't shot enough stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, well, so, too late. so there's the piece of advice I can give for any sort of KO versus KO. So I played a lot of lists that everyone looks in paper and goes, that's an alpha list. Um, mm. It's not. It can. But there's the golden rule of just because you can doesn't mean you should. So screening yep. one on one deployment and screening wins games. Yeah. If your yeah, opponent does the exact same thing you can do, stop him from doing it. Yeah. If he doesn't deploy to stop you from doing it, then just let him take a turn. Mm-hmm. Don't, be, don't be afraid to immediately end turn if he makes you go first. Yeah. Do not just end turn. Yeah. Um, I can do the first so... move. Oh, I forgot you. So you killed the ironclad, 
Gun all. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Sounds like half of the stuff, really. Majority of the stuff. Um, so he, I won priority turn two, but at that stage, I give it to him because, like, we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, well, so he, was this all happening in the in the corner of your deployment zone? This was happening on the bottom objective. Right. Okay. So, so neither of you. Was he actually scoring anything? Were you scoring anything? So he was scoring the, the two middle ones and his home one. Right. Um, then, and he didn't get enough to get your main one. No, he didn't get the main one. No. Um, my counter return, I scored, or he still held the bottom one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I contested the top one. But at that stage, it was sort of, right, you have a turn, do what you want. I'm scoring all four from now on. Yeah. Because the gun horror had flew high into his deployment zone and lifted half his Arcanauts off his home objective. He failed the charge, um, but then next turn he was just moving on. Um, So I gave him priority just to see what would happen. So he dropped Warp Lightning Vortex on me, but by doing so, uh, hit his own Thunders. So he killed, I think it was an Lord 2. So... Because it hit me three times, it killed the chemist. Um, didn't quite kill the admiral because he got the lookout sir passed it off to the thunders, um, and it finished off the engine master. Mm-hmm. Um, but by that stage, I just I just moved out of it and lifted everything. Yeah. So there you go. The... Getting hit by three times by ward and vortex, it doesn't do as much damage as everyone thinks it does. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Uh, well, the other thing is because he's Barrett Nah, he can't deliver it. He can't use it until turn two. Yeah, that's the first thing I said. Yeah. Was, it was like he has no delivery system. He'll have yeah. to use it as like a cock block. Mm. So what I would have done turn one would be cast it on the top objective, mm-hmm. then move where he went, but further back. Mm-hmm. I just plink the screens away and left it. So then again, you have reset up your screens. You're making me now hit you, rather than you going in and bouncing. But at the same time, you're now three 0 up. Yeah. And if you want to capture the objective above, you're now more lightning vortex. So that's yeah. what I would have done. But at the same time, I would have just ignored that objective from up to the other three. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so, would you say the fun uh, the chemist in your list is pretty much sacrificial? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, he he once was the there. Vent plates are done. Yeah. Yeah. No point. Well, I only used the vent plates twice. Um, like he does the damage if you can get shooting and stuff, but he's literally there for minus one to hit in combat on yeah. an alpha. And that that's all he's there for. Everything else is a bonus. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. So after turn two, the game was pretty much decided again. I mean, it sounded like it decided actually almost after time one, but yeah, it was, it was over over pretty quick. Um, and then so your next game, which was against Ogre Moor tribes. Uh, so, so this is Mick Wendell Stonehorns. Yeah. Uh, had have you played against Mick Ford? You. So I played Mick once before, and it was when he was running Cinch. Right. Um, and it came down to turn with the previous book of mine and the previous Saints book. 
uh, it came down to could he roll a six on a run, <laughs> which he did. So that, that was a really good game. So this is the first time we played since, and it was with KO again, but with Ogres. And I've only played Ogres once before. It was uh, Rick Myhill at Warlords. But completely different oh. list. Right. So um, half of it, I didn't know what I did. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be honest. I haven't played against them a huge amount either. So I would have just deployed defensively. And so we played... Mean? Uh, scorched Earth. Yeah. So the the the, uh, yeah. the objectives or the the side of the board I had was the the red. Yeah. Um, there was a piece of scenery in the middle between the two objectives. I deployed the ironclad behind it, almost yeah. flush. It was about an inch and a wee bit past it, and then I screened the other side of it with the uh, sky wardens and deployed everything behind that. <laughs> so if he did fly across the board, um. He couldn't get the ironclad, but the ironclad would be within nine inches. Because um, everyone forgets about vertical distance is just as important as horizontal. <laughs> if you fly, it may be five inches, but if they don't fly, it could be twenty. You know. So the with the amount of units you had, this you would have been pretty well um, situated for this this mission. So I had assumed from looking at his list and asked him what his speeds and stuff were, that he would have... Because I deployed everything in the middle. I didn't deploy anything out to the flanks. Right. Fully expecting him to go for my two far objectives and hold off for his own. Yeah. So that's what I thought was going to happen. Um, it's not what happened. <laughs> so turn one, he command point ran all his stuff six. And... Right. Two stone horns and his four mornfangs were within nine inches of my entire army before I even went. Did he leave stuff on his home objectives? Yeah, so he left his yeah. ogres and his yeah. noblers behind, but everything yeah. else. Uh, so, so he was relying on the fact that one was ignoring Ren one and the other one had a five up ignore. I mean, so stone I, horns I just, are just tough. Like, uh, they're tough until you whack them around too. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So the one, the one that ignored uh, Ren two, I did ten mortal wounds with the bombards. He ignored eight. Yep. Uh, so then I proceeded then with the engine master to shoot his three shots from the gate and the cannon. And then what did the phosphex bombards do? They did ten, but he ignored eight of them. Oh, so was, oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We only did two wins to him with it. Um, but then the mixture of the cannon on the ironclad at Ren 2, the 3d6 shots from the chemist and the Andrew Master, it pretty much just wiped it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, all the Ren 1 shots from those units went into his Mornfang. Yeah. Um, so end of, end of my turn one, uh, both Stonehorns were dead and the Mornfang were dead. Okay. Uh, him, all right. Leaving him with, I think it was three Ogres and one Iron Blaster plus his Noblars. Um, were they all on the opposite side of the board? So the Ogres were on the 18-inch mark right in the middle of the board on the right. right. And the rest of them were on his... Yeah. On his objectives. Now he had stuff from reserve, but it was the uh, the dogs. 
-hmm. and then I won I won priority in the turn two as well. Right. Did you take that? As soon as as soon as I killed the, the stone horns on the Warnfang, he conceded. He was like, I can't do anything. Right. Okay. I said to him, right, tell you what, I'll give you priority. We'll we'll talk it out, see what would happen. Mm -hmm. So we worked that he would burn two of my objectives. Mm -hmm. And then I would table him and burn all four. Right. Because he, he couldn't get into combat and he couldn't get within shooting range. Yeah. You and, you and you wouldn't even need to burn them until the end anyway. No, I would only need to hold, say, one of his. Because yeah. it was... Um, because at least yeah. two of them were on. He scored them, but they were when he went on defended to, to burn my two. So I could have just moved yeah. on. And... Yeah, fly high on yeah. him. And then... Can't come with an inch, but I still score. So Yeah. Yeah, can't come with an, with an inch, but you only have to be within six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't sound like the extra points uh, for having a leader on there would have made any difference because you would it sounds like you could have scored even without burning them well, the, the two middle ones on my side he couldn't burn because i held both with the iron club yeah. yeah and the, the admiral was still in the boat so he still yeah. held both so it was quite significant there in stopping in stopping them being done yeah if he had have went second in the same scenario and doubled yeah he wouldn't have been able to burn because the chemist was standing on the one to the left and the engine master was also standing on the right, so you would have to kill all three heroes and the admiral. Yeah. Yep. Just just to burn set objectives, and then even then, there was still twenty thunderers to deal with, because he counts as extra models and objectives, but I still had more. Yeah. Um. Okay. What? How? Do, I mean, this isn't related to to your list or anything. Uh, how about people complaining about the burning being D3 victory points? How do you feel about that? Um, you see, I don't necessarily mind the D3 anymore because it's D3 plus one if a hero is within six. Yeah. Uh, the D3, it depends. Are you one of those players that captures it immediately burns even when they don't need to? Hmm. In this case, you deserve to roll a one. <laughs> yeah, you should really. If usually the people are complaining about it are the people who are burning it for no reason, just yeah. because they can. Um, personally, I have no problem with. It. Yeah, so yeah, you may burn three each in a turn, and your opponent might roll nine, and you might roll three. That's mm. it's a dice game, you know. Yeah, I I prefer rules in the game to be rolling dice rather than just auto happen. Tactless, yeah. I'm looking for you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. uh, I think we can move on from this game though, can we? Because it's um, it sounds like a lot of your games have been relatively straightforward. So. Um, I'm not so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean so, there could have been more eels. So this is a really really awkward list for KO. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I I net yeah. Yeah. So just off the bat, this isn't this isn't out uh, outflanking. This isn't in your face. Turn one. This mm. is lots of ignoring rend, lots of MSU. Uh, not only are they in cover turn one, they are in cover the rest of the game until you deal with those turtles. Yeah. Um, but this list fully makes use of shoot the closest target. Yeah. Which is defensives. So yeah. it it gets very 
FA, all that Ren 2 and high damage is not great if they don't roll below a 3. Um, this objective, I believe, nothing scored extra, but we, we chose the primary objective. Yeah, so this was forcing the hand. So, so I really like that. This is my favourite objective of the new the new rules. Yeah, I like this one. This one's a uh, fun one because it's not there's nothing random there. It's a tactical choice. And there's... Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's you, you you deploy your army, you move, you do everything, and then when your opponent goes, you go, right, okay. Do I pick the one I'm defending mm-hmm. and force them in, or do I pick one they can't get, or pick one that they can get, but to take them away from my main army to set up for an mm-hmm. alternative ship? So you, you have back choices. Yeah. There's a lot of depth. Um. So in this game, he fully expected me to alpha turn one, so his deployment was impeccable. <laughs> That's psychological warfare happening again. So he he deployed on point on everything. So mm-hmm. um, turn one, I just stayed 24 inches away, killed a shark, killed a couple of defensives, end of turn. Do you he, think that really is good for people when they zone out everywhere and... Do you, the, or do you think that forces people to spread out more than they need to? Like the threat that you can. Oh, 100%, 100%. So it comes down to just because you can teleport doesn't mean you have to. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget that boats are fast. Yeah. They just go, oh, fly high, must block that off. And then all of a sudden, you've one of your big heavy hit units has conga line crap out across the board, and then like a mm-hmm. frigate charges one of them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the guys are piled in three inches every turn. And the frigate's just every turn dropping D3 mortal ends on them on a four-up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. When too many people get close, it flies high out and just starts the whole thing over again. Yeah. So You charge um, with a gun hole at the other end. Yeah. <laughs> or better even, yeah, charge Sky War near their end and they can't pile yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Just hard both Um... Because people on the conga line, they go the full lens out and they spread the whole unit out. So if you peg both ends, there's no pile lens. Yeah. And then with the grapnel, no retreats either. So you're, you're just, you have to kill six riggers or you're not, or six wardens, you're not moving. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think this is a really good objective for us. Yeah. This, add, this adds to the, I'm going to use all five turns and I'm just going to decide where you go. So he deployed very heavily top left. So very instead of in that sort of just straight down. Right. Um, so I made the back right objective the primary. So he, he couldn't get onto even my six inch run. Mm-hmm. Um, at that stage, I was 24 inches away max. It's nothing closer than that. Uh, he shuffled forward about six inches because um, I killed whatever it was holding his top objective. So he moved three yields on it. Uh, into turn two, uh, I won priority, did the same thing, moved back 24 inches away, shot. Um, turn three, I won priority. Uh, it was, we actually, I think we drew in that one, and then you know, I had priority turn before, so I got to choose. Um, so because I went first in turn two, he was a little bit more lax <laughs> with his movement because nobody expects. Anyone to charge deep pin turn three? Yeah. Uh, I went balls deep. 
Um, so he had five command points at that stage, and I was like, don't care. So the middle objective, I went straight in, charged everything I could just to get the mortal wins off. Mm -hmm. Didn't care if he killed him, just to get the bombs dropping, to get around that, ignoring Rand. Um, killed quite a bit, but not as much as I would have liked. Then his turn, everything was locked in combat, so he wasn't really going anywhere. So he just plus five attacks out to three units, which was Volturnus, one of the defenses right in the middle, and the turtle that was engaged with the ironclad. Um, made an absolute mess. <laughs> um, but didn't quite do enough damage because of the reroll saves and the six up ignores. Yeah. So the in my return hit the ironclad healed up because I still had the endermaster in range, flew high over the top, uh, blew the shit out of Volturnus, hmm. um, which left him with uh, it was three units of defense seals that had two of them had one left and one of them had two left. Yeah. I had lost a considerable amount at that stage, but um, both at this stage both thunders were out. On the table, uh, as were all the heroes. So the Ironclad was on the middle objective of his by himself, yep. which was his primary objective. My gun horror was on the bottom left. The top right was the unit of Thunders, and my bottom left had engaged his unit of two units with my Sky Wardens with the Grapnels. Yep. They, they were just stuck there. So that was very tight. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> it was that was squeaky. <laughs> it could have wow. way. I mean it, it's a it's a tough list like to fight against. And, I'll fight back and I mean, that. And... Yeah, it's it, it, really well done for, for, for managing to, to pull that out. Yeah. That was all dice. That was <laughs> Tactics only went to turn two on that one, and that was just right balls deep. <laughs> How much damage can I do before he gets plus five attacks? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, well, there's uh, if you've got a lot of ships and there's a fair bit of damage front loaded in those bombs. So, so what saved me there as well was the minus two to hit. So I was able to get the fumigators and the chemist within range of the. Eels and the turtle that have the plus five attacks. All right. So had you charged those in as well then? I charged them. Yeah. Yeah. So you charged your um, your chemist and your funders in. Um, so they, they on my turn they weren't engaged. Right. Um, his pile in on my turn they were. Ah, oh, okay. So he pulled them in. So it was ironclad. You're minus two to hit. Was essentially how it went because he killed the gun hauler that had pegged them. Yeah. After after he piled in, because the gun hauler went in to do the D three more wins and then he could yeah. die. And that was all he was doing. He was on like two wins left. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a very close game. Oh, it was very. Oh. It was the closest yeah. of them all. Or well, Seraphel won. It was a bit closer, but for different reasons. <laughs> and was this top table? This was uh, yes. This was the the game to decide it. At this decide stage, the... 
It's between me and Colin. We should have been playing, but the TU would ruled you couldn't play anyone you've already played. Right, right from the yeah. first heats. Yep. So it should have been me and Colin playing, but because we played in the first heat. Yeah. Uh, this way. So uh, Colin went into that game auto second minimum. Yeah. I was, I think, I think I was four points ahead of him that game. Like going into it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he had beat me. So extra, extra uh, emphasis on how important secondaries are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah, there's a similar thing happened in my tournament where I played against the top table. I lost and still came first. And the guy who just beat me came second. Yeah. Mm. So the, the perfect example was in the same tournament was. I think fourth and fifth, it was Chris Caves Jr. and Dean McLaughlin. So Chris beat uh, Dean. Dean had three wins, a draw, and two losses. Chris had four wins and two losses, but Dean was four points ahead because Dean was just smashing at the secondaries. Yeah. It just goes to show you uh, the new scoring is more representative of the games rather than I got a major victory, even like a table two turns ago. 20 yeah. points. Yeah. Um, what secondaries did you have for your last game against the Ardman? So that one, um, I know the one I didn't get was killed for Turnus in combat with a battle line unit. <laughs> and the only time I was in combat was he plus five attacks. And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so start shooting. Um, killed a thousand points in that game. He killed, I think it was 850 of mine. And um, what was the other one? I think it was kill three battle line. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, when you're using all 18, it gets very hard. I used all the harder ones on heat one, which yeah, frees up the ones for the final. Whereas there was a few people, uh, like Mick didn't do that. <laughs> Mick used all the easy ones day one. Yeah. So he, he suffered. Points. Yeah, because we basically ended up playing six games, and then you know, yeah, you um, use all the so yeah. six reviews, you use twelve. Then, yeah. um, okay, uh, so hmm. I mean, if if we circle back to your list, if I can find it amongst all these, there we go. All right, uh, I mean, what would you consider like the most like the MVPs, and um, was there any dead weight, or were you happy with the way everything performed? Um, everything performed exactly how I wanted to. The Ender Master didn't quite pull as much weight as I had hoped. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that game one, I get wiped out with white lightning vortex. Uh, game two, Volturnus beat him to shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did everything I needed him to do, so. You know, he got his he's got his bomblets off. He got a turn of combat. Did a couple of mortal wins. Yeah. Um, gun haulers doing exactly what gun haulers do. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Sky wardens can't say anything wrong about them. They do. They have that twenty-four inch reach. So when I sit back, they've got the two guns. Yeah. They charge chaff. They still have three attacks with the pike. You know. Warden, or when you use regulars in combat, you're like, yeah, they ran two, but they've one attack. 
and what I want them to kill usually is a six up save or a five up save, so you know, Ren 2 is a bit wasted. Right. Um, you're basically just wanting that chaff out of the way, so you want more attacks. Yeah. Mm. The Thunder's reliable every game. It's just reliable damage. It's the one thing KO have always sort of, you know, it was I'll table you turn one or I'll die. Mm. Whereas Thunders were always, I'm going to do between this and this damage. Uh, so, and then it sounds like mm. the grapnel launchers and the Skywardens are very useful. Unbelievable. So it's the fact that they shoot now as well. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that they're now essentially Skyhawks. Yeah. So, mm. just, uh, they're way better, in my opinion, than Skyhawks. Plus one of charge is nice. But just the utility you get of cap retreat. Yeah. If someone, as I said, does the whole big conga line out mm -hmm. or deep strikes stuff in your face and spreads them out for max shooting or whatever, you could just make an absolute mess. Like I did that with Caves Juniors, the Warhammer, he, you know what, Warhammer World? Yeah. He, he won with the, the new book. Was it the final? Oh, I, no, I can't remember. We got the trophy um. on. I, th I think it was. I think right. it was uh, but two, it was like two days before that he played me, and he conceded. I think it was within twenty minutes because he deep struck oh, wow. the whole forward. I just pegged him the other side. I was like, right, you're stuck there for a turn. <laughs> Moved everything over the top and just killed all his heroes because he had done. He screened off the nine inches and then forgot the boats could still move. <laughs> they do occasionally just use that movement value. So it's yeah. the it's, that's where the admiral just one hundred percent makes his points back. So right there, the ironclad nine out of ten of times isn't getting over that gap. Yeah, but if you give him a run and shoot, you you add six inches to that and still shoot, different story. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden that, that ironclad's moving just as fast as those gun haulers. Yeah. Uh, it also sounds like you made good use of uh the chemist combined with the fumigators. Yeah. Uh, so when it mattered, when it mattered, it worked. But you, I get it doesn't sound like you'd be tempted to put fumigators in the other unit. Is, is it is it a case that you just see them as doing those two units and doing different roles? So I I spend a lot of time eighteen inches away. Yeah. So the fumigators would be wasted. Um, it's the same. I like I love deck sweepers and cannons, but. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time 18 inches away and both yeah. of them are out of range. Um, again, that list is very heavily skewed towards I knew what I was going to be fighting or roughly what I was going to be fighting. So normally there wouldn't be two fumigators in there at all. Right, okay. Um, Would you was... keep the chemist normally? No. No. What, so you put in, what would you put in, an engine master? Yeah, an Android master or a navigator. Navigators are surprisingly good. Yeah. yeah. Like navigators in NAR in particular. Um oh, yeah, they'll just they'll actually just deny spells. Yeah, it's like, just like yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if you I, have I, that, that and a navigator, you're four to spells plus one. 
Yeah, yeah. Just, I'd, I'd rather not have a magic phase in this game. Sorry. Yeah. So nah. you come up against all those people who goes, right, I rely on getting this one spell off, and he's just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> and by the way, you see that thing that flies over there? Half move. Yeah. Oh, you've not the flies? Right, all my boats reroll charges. Yeah. Sweet. So go- going forwards, because you, you stuck with Arabaz because you'd used it in the heat. But will, yeah. will you go back to Nar? Nar is still my personal favourite. Okay. Um, it just adds all those extra. So, for example, one of the scenarios, battle line scores more. I would rather the Thunder score more than the Gun Hollers. Mm-hmm. Just simply because yeah. the Gun if you focus on it enough, it'll die pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas the Thunder, you need to do twice as much damage. Yeah. Have that essentially what 20 wounds per foot yeah. for 10 and they've got a four up save you can still and do all it if you wanted to yeah if the scenery yeah. is big enough it's three up save and there's the point that a lot of people forget is if they're within three inches when they shoot they get plus one attack yep so if you charge uh, that is bounce, all of a sudden thanks for the extra 20 shots <laughs> i mean just if oh you 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 should give those things cannons and they get in combat Four cannons, to eight shots, no more unit. Gone. See, I love the cannons, but it's the 12-inch range that kills me. Um, so I made up with that with bringing the entry master who brought the cannon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're, 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 they're better if we didn't the cannons. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the weakest unit in that list was probably the entry master. Right. In terms of overall performance, but in terms of what I wanted them to do, they did exactly what mm-hmm. I expected. Yeah. So, uh, the escort wing, I was very disappointed in, though. Right. Didn't so, get much use out of the reroll ones. Well, not much. Didn't get much use. It was KO. Still have the same problem they used to have of they overkill quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So when you pick one unit, if the first unit in the formation kills it, you're like. Mm. Uh, with the way the command points are, you have to state where you're going to use them at the start before you start shooting. So yeah. I found that the same units who were using that escort wing were still receiving plus one from the command point. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was just there for the second artifact and the Less five drops. Up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's so, usually what the what the battalions now book are for. They're more useful for just. Having artifacts, having having drops, and then they sometimes also do another thing. Like yeah. no one takes mm-hmm. the the Iron Sky command for that for the no, um, ignore Battleshock bubble. Yeah, you just take it because I just fly. It, I refuse to take it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want that many. I don't want to pay points uh, for the Battleshock immune whenever I have an admiral that does it. Yeah. No, you you don't you don't get it for that at all. No, just, it's got a useful um, <laughs> oh. it's just got a useful selection of units and yeah it means all your heroes are one drop it's, uh, like all the heroes are one drop and nothing else is and I don't like engineers which you must bring I think it's one to three yeah, yeah you need to bring at least one unit to so again that kills it for me uh, yeah I think I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people don't like the admirals because they're going straight to Iron Sky Command. 
So yeah. you're looking at it as that they've already got back to our community and then you're looking at it from the opposite perspective. It's like, well, why pay for the battalion to get back to community? And they're looking at it from the other side, which is why I pay for the Admiral or whatever. I, I would say it's 110, though. It is 110, yes. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was 130. Admiral was 120, so it's getting me yeah. a leader. It's getting me a unit on the ground who's buffing my army and giving me the same ability Yeah. Um, as the formation. Although the, uh, the Admiral does need to use a command point for that ignore Battleshock, doesn't he? No. No, it's just no? Uh, all there. Now, what he needs to do oh. is his uh, pass-off wounds is not a choice. He has to do it. Oh. You can accidentally end up killing more Thunders than you thought, so you have to watch out for that. Yeah. The other thing is he can only do that um, if the unit is over a certain size. It's five models. Yeah, five or more, yeah. Yeah, so you oh. can never kill too many. Hmm. So it's a nice wee trade off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've I seen a lot of people after um, the event. They were, they were putting on the chat. Oh, why did you not bring spell in the bottle? Mm -hmm. I can honestly say I've never used it, nor will I use it, nor do I read it at all. <laughs> uh, the reason being is you said about Chris's list. He had no way to deliver it. Yeah. Which it almost forces you. Well, sorry, if you're using warp, warp lightning vortex, it pretty much forces you into Zelfin, mm -hmm. so you can make the the best of it. Um, but it also requires you to either take collector, yeah, uh, which means you have well one two chemists, and I don't even want one. Uh, <laughs> uh, two that chemist will be your general, or yeah. take a battalion, which is normally, as you said, uh, Iron Sky Command, which is the one I see the most. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're bringing a battalion for the sake of bringing a battalion. You have to bring three heroes, isn't it? Yes. Three heroes, yeah. Three heroes. It's usually your navigator, and, um, your chemist, and your um, endon master. Your, your three heroes, your ironclad, and one to three riggers. And, 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 and an arcos. And, and arcos. then, yeah, and then pay for the spell on top of that. No, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so have you seen in like my list first Chris is there for him to squeeze warp out and vortex and he had he a drop his damage, he had a drop his damage potential down he lost two units of uh, Scar Warden and he lost five thunders yeah um, and had no way to deliver it yeah I don't, it's, I don't think it's a good fit in Barab no certainly and I think you are right in that it definitely pushes you towards going Bazilfin. So this is just my personal preference. I like to have, if I have 2,000 points to spend on an army, I want to spend 2,000 points on an army. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend 1,600 points on an army and spend 400 points to bring a gimmick. Yeah. Because um, as I said earlier about the game being won by deployment and screening, so the warp line vortex is, yes, it has a massive bubble, but the actual placement range is quite short. Mm -hmm. So if your opponent, one knows it's coming, two if they've played Zelfin before, they know about the pre, you know the the once per game hero phase move, they know yeah. how to deliver it with the extra range. And if they screen that off and don't deploy their army in one place, you've just wasted six hundred points. Yeah. <laughs> or the likes of Croak. Where yeah. to get in that range to drop it, you have to get super close, and it's yeah. getting dispelled. It's getting dispelled immediately, 
and he's microwaving your whole army. Yeah. You know, so uh, things like that. So I, I prefer, I play a lot of team events and I sort of fall into the role of all comers. Yeah. So instead of going super down one path, uh, I like to be able to go, say there's a six man team event. I like to be able to fight four of those lists. There'll be two, no, do not put me in there. Um, I can go offensive or I can go defensive, whatever you need. But at least if there's, you look at the current meta, so, you know, say last year, you know, Flesh Eater Court got released, Slayers got released, Skaven got released. You knew 50% of the lists were going to be them. Then when Slanesh dropped, you knew Slanesh was going to make up the other ones. So that's when KO started coming back then because they were like, yeah. I'm going to make a fucking mess here. Because, you know, all those armies rely on a lot of five up saves and what the Skyhooks do, Ren 2. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's <laughs> so it's been I'm great like, talking okay. with you, Dave. Uh, my phone's about to die, so I'm going to have to <laughs> leave. No worries. But um, thanks for coming on. Uh, you, you guys keep going without me. I just got it's on 3%. Um, <laughs> my phone hates, uh, t- hates StreamYard. Yeah. It does uh, train things. <laughs> My phone dies just all the time. Now. It doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, no. I'll head uh, off. Thanks, Grad. No worries. See, see you, everyone. Bye, yeah. Grad. Uh, so, I mean, we, we've yeah. covered most things now. I mean, what I'm interested in is where your list is going to go in the future because it sounds like you're going to go back to Barrett Nar. So, Would it'll you... be. Bouncing between R and Nervaz because both of them sort of fit with the units I like. Yeah. Do you think you would, if you went Nar, would you drop Escort Wing? In future tournaments? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because Nar doesn't use up my boat artifact. Yeah. Whereas Urbaz, I'll have to bring an uh, Escort Wing or attack wing or command or whatever just because i don't want breath of morgan on my iron clap yeah because you want the buoyancy aid um well, even if you're not using buoyancy it um it's just i don't want to be locked into that's what's ticking yeah um so it's better on like a frigate or a gun hauler where you can just sort of use it if you lose it you don't really care yeah um, but uh, Bowen see it, even if I'm not putting everything in the ironclad, like a lot of the times nothing's in the ironclad, they deploy around it, yeah. Um, but it's one of those things people look at your list and immediately go off strike, yeah. 20 well, Thunders, all the heroes, he's gonna hit me in the face because you've got the option to do it as well, yeah. So it's flexibility. That's the same with the, the, the two units of 10 Thunders, they can be in two, mm. two different places at once, they can shoot two different things, um, you can't overkill them. I can keep one out of it and keep one in and still fly about and do whatever. You know, you just have all those tactical flexibility. Yeah. Um, it gives you more shots in total. Gives you yeah. the second drill bill, which for ages I was using as one inch range, one attack. I was very surprised when I actually looked at the rule and seen it was three inches and D3 attacks. It was quite a nice surprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, the three inches is, is quite surprising. Yes. Especially when in my NAR list, um, I'll charge the ironclad in. I'll use the thunderers inside to clear whatever it charged. Yeah. Then 
I'll pile in the ironclad um, to whatever's in behind. Because a lot of people, when they screen, they don't realize three inches isn't enough. Mm-hmm. So they'll set whatever it is they want to protect down, and they'll put the screen exactly three inches in front. So when you kill the chaff and pile in three inches, you're now in base contact, whatever you want to protect. And then you've got, yeah. say, two engine masters, an admiral, and uh, the boat hitting yeah. it. And that's where the plus one hit comes in handy. Yeah. So in your, what, threes and fours on the ironclad, twos and twos on the admiral. If it's a hero, you're rerolling ones. Yeah. And then the uh, engine masters are twos and threes, I believe. Yeah. And and if the screen is really weak, or depending where they take bombs off, potentially the bombs will take the screen off. So then you yeah. So you're looking at uh, cities right there. Yeah. So the Hollow Heart type list. So I played Dean's Hollow Heart at Warlords. So I, I sat back, skirmished the objectives, killed all the Phoenix Guard, and then so straight in, he had wrapped a unit of uh, handgunners mm-hmm. around the front, went in, lifted all of them piled in and all of a sudden you have those three heroes in the ironclad within range of three mages which yeah. is his entire army's built around <laughs> <laughs> so the admiral's just like dead because they've got yeah. six up save and he's doing six damage to six up save yeah and then the engine masters are hitting the other two and then the boat whatever it hits first so within one ch- one charge roll which you can re-roll for one command point you're getting six or seven activations depending on what's in yeah. it uh, the other thing is, if, you, if you're killing heroes and stuff in combat, you, it's just more efficient because you're not dealing with lookout, sir. Yeah, so um, that's another way. Like you said, lookout, sir, anything that sort of does minus one to hit against shooting, you just go and beat them with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's an awkward one that likes the duality of death, where it says. Uh, anything inside of the boat, uh, doesn't matter how many, it counts as one model for objectives. Mm-hmm. If you pry the boat in and a hero inside slaps and kills, does he yeah. then score? Uh, for Joanna to death. Because uh, he's now the only yeah. hero in range and he killed the person who held it. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, now you have to kill a hero inside a boat if he holds it. Yeah, well, we don't have duality of death anymore, but in arcane power, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because also, oh, yeah, but it's not in the, because um, I was going to say it doesn't use the standard objective rules, but it's yeah. not in the objective rules that they don't count, it's on the war scroll. Yeah, so it also doesn't say that they don't count. Yeah, it's kind of the is. The wording is it counts as having one model in range. Um, by the likes yeah. of um, a hero inside a boat still scores the additional points for being in range. So he doesn't count as an yeah. additional model for holding the objective, but he's still in range for the additional. Same with battle line or whatever. No, it says model, models in this garrison are not counted towards gaining control of an objective. Yes, yeah, so for uh, mo- for models controlling it. Yeah, so... so ironclad will be the only one that holds it, but he will still... Yeah. But I was saying something like Places of Arcade Power or Duality yeah. Death is probably not going to work. Yeah. Although have... it's... <laughs> it's like, you could... T.O. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be worth asking the T.O. on it. But... Yeah. 
I think I could see them. I could see them ruling against it. It so. would be beautiful because then you have to deal with the hero in yeah. the boat, and if it's an admiral, he's as you said, two up, minus one the hit. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, if he does kill their heroes, they're they're not scoring it anymore anyway. No, they immediately. And then it. next turn, Just one of your out. heroes. Well, yeah, one of your heroes gets out before the boat moves. That wouldn't count. Yeah. You have to move on to it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, our Places of Arcane Power is the worst battle plan for us. The best thing they did about Places of Arcane Power was get rid of the arcane part. <laughs> there was nothing worse than the last book when you played arcane power. You're like, yeah. well, fuck, I have one model with an object, with uh, artifact. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's some dickhead with ten pink horrors. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going, you. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, going forwards, you're you are probably going to go to Barrett now, and then I don't know. I mean, are you going to try out lots of different things, or yeah, I'm trying any tournaments long? Different every time. Uh, next tournament, we're doing another sort of heat-based one here, but it's using yeah. sideboards, so it's a bit different. Oh, you just about that. Um, it, Next main I think, is Liverpool. Yeah. Um, at the Just Play Guys GT. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure now if I can make it or not. We'll, we'll have to see close to the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, it's uh, Warlords again yeah. in February. So that's, I think it's 12 teams of six. Yeah. Um. It's it's got dramatically higher profile. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the Brotherhood uh, Byron team with yeah. Aaron Watson and all. Uh, Warlords or, or Marauders, sorry, are coming as well. Right. So it should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, our team for it is uh, myself, Colin Cochran, Chris Caves Jr., yeah. uh, Ben Cochran, the Silent Assassin. Um, Peter Pratt and Donald Taylor. Yeah. Bringing out all the dirt, you know. Yeah. So uh, you're going to be the uh, take up an, an all comers role in that, as per normal, then you reckon? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, your your list will end up being an all comers list for that. You think? Yes, I, I can yeah. promise there will be an admiral on it. <laughs> 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 Uh, so, I mean, is there anything else about KO or about your list that you want to bring up before we sort of round up the show? Um, just reinforce the point, uh, the part, because I see a lot of people on the KO WhatsApp chat where Tom, you're using the alpha list, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's using Warp Lightning Vortex or not, you know, they could be using Iron Sky Attack or uh, lots of riggers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see someone screening really well, do not try an alpha. Yeah. Because even if you go forward the alpha, you lift all the screens with your 12 inch shooting attacks from the riggers, and all of a sudden you realize, shit, I'm 12.1 inches away. Yeah. You know, you just waste a lot of points in riggers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, if they, if they screen really well and then fuck up, say, on the right hand flank, Will they leave the United charge? Yeah, tear away. Go straight in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
vertical distance is just as important as horizontal. So yeah. a lot of people, when I say that, they go, um, you know, oh, I don't want to put my ironclad on top of a piece of scenery. So that's not what I said. <laughs> um, so if there's a wall, say it's a seven-inch wall height, or you know, mm-hmm. seven-inch high wall, for you, it maybe takes four inches to get the other side of it. Yeah. For them, it maybe takes 15. Yeah. So that way you can move there, shoot all your nine-inch range guns, and you're still free from a charge. Yeah. Um, not all sceneries tall and you know junky to stand on. You know those new mm-hmm. right ruins. Yeah. Feel free to put an ironclad up on top of that. Again, <laughs> you can get closer. It's two and a half inches tall. So that's yeah. whatever. Say you go twelve inches away. Um, that's a fourteen and a half inch charge for them. Yeah. You know, just all those little things to look at. Um. And with fly high, just because you can't doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people say to me, why would you run with a boat when you can fly high? So, well, you can't come with a yeah. Well, Yeah, well, that's the other thing with the with the Admiral, is a lot of people say, well, what's the point of run and shoot when you can fly high? And it's because you can get onto terrain, you can get onto... You can get onto terrain, you can get closer. Um, if you fight the likes of uh, Seraphon or... Nurgle to an extent depends how many trees they put out, um, or anything that summons or deep strikes or does anything they got there. They can just put these little pockets of you know three models or ten models all across the board. Mm-hmm. And you find shit I can't fly high, yeah. except except backwards. Um, or if you're up close and personal and you want to use disengage, get over a unit onto an objective. You can't yeah. do that fly high so the the extra you know d6 or six if you have a command point and don't roll yeah. it with the admiral and still be able to shoot could win you a game yeah there's lots of things in that list where it's you play six games three times you don't use them mm-hmm. but the other three you're using it every turn yeah uh, things like so, the grapnel launchers you're not it's not like every game someone's going to come yeah, you want one in five games that'll come in handy but it'll win you the game yeah. You know, the likes of Flamers, for example. Flamers do absolutely nothing in combat. Yeah. But if you ping them with the grapnels, even if they double you, they have to shoot the riggers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not there to stop them retreating. It's to make sure they shoot those those three, those that 100 yeah. point. Yeah, it's a good point. It's the sort of thing that... You do like, what, 18 shots of D3 damage each, and they can do six wins total? Yeah. You know, it's all about minimizing damage. Um, I was talking to a brother the other day, and he sort of, we were talking about it, and uh, he described it. You know the film Starter Troopers? Yeah. You know where they're, they're doing the, the, the training, and the guy goes, uh, why do you need a knife in a nook fight when all you have to do is push a button? Yeah. <laughs> the enemy can't push the button if you disable his hand. Yeah. So even like those stone horns, you know, they do the ridiculous amount of damage on the charge. Well, if they can't yeah. charge, they'll do the damage. Yeah. So keep yourself work out um what your opponent's list does, or not even list army. So you know, you look at daughters of Cain or Slayers. So Slayers, if they're using is it Hermdar? They give them the battle shock immune. I think so. Um, uh, Hurt and I were really good against. 
because they are movement four and they have a once per game plus two move. Yeah. So you're trying to you're trying to draw that plus two move out early game. And then after that you can go eighteen inches away, sixteen inches away, and he can't catch you. Yeah. But um is it Voss drag where they can run and charge? <laughs> Different story. <laughs> where all of a sudden, you know, those movement four are now movement ten and they're still charging you. So if you go eighteen yeah. inches away, you know, it's eight, eight inch charge, you're like and even five first yeah. carpenters can kill an ironclad. Yeah. Um so it's a lot of know what your opponent can do. Think about it in your deployment and sort of react every turn to stop them being able to do a lot of it. Yeah, it sounds like uh you're saying a lot of similar things to Sean when we had him on. Um yeah. obviously you're doing it with a different list. Um, Sean's the the guy from New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Aye. very, very similar. There's a, a lot of the points you're bringing up about distances away that you want to be from units and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's it's about, I, I guess the key thing is, it's about playing a game for five turns. Yeah, and making five, sure you... The way I see the new book is, it used to be you did a lot of damage all in one go, mm-hmm. and then your next turn you maybe find, unless you doubled, you would find you were like 1,500 points less. Mm-hmm. A thousand points less, so your damage would half. Whereas now you do less damage at once, but you do more damage over the, t- the course of the game. Yeah, and you can take more of a hit. So, like sort of Arconauts, uh, I see them getting a lot of uh, bad time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think Arconauts are the most obnoxious battle line in the game at the moment. Mm-hmm. KO because you fire them in cover, that's yeah. say over- overgrown, and something shards them. You're just like real saves. Yeah, you're going to be here for another turn. Yet. We're yeah. not going. Anywhere. You know, they make skeletons yeah. and play. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like, and it's it's about surviving your first couple of turns. You, you uh, don't have wait, to... wait, waiting for that moment to, yeah. to hit. So, yeah. If you're going to hit, there's no point hitting when you're not ready. Yeah. So if they have, because I find, I've seen whenever the, the book first dropped, um, like Gary was saying a lot of things in the chat about, you know, oh, this will work once. And then next time you play them, they'll know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, then surprise them in that case by not doing a turn one. Yeah. So they'll they'll have moved to counter it. Let them. Yeah. Wait a turn. They might fuck up turn two. Yeah. <laughs> and then if they do, then go in. Um, same with if they go super defensive. Like if they go right right back up into their own, you know, against the board edge, yeah, just capture the objectives. Yeah, you you don't need to go right up. If they if they let you have over half the objectives in the game, be happy to just take half over half the objectives and not even shoot. Yeah, because at that range they're not getting you unless they're eels or other KO players or something like that. There, but even then, you put them immediately in the back foot, so they're going to have to either rush or do some sort of hail mary. Yeah. So even even then, you're in control of it. You can go, right, I'm in a good position here. I've spread my army out. So even if you do go balls deep, you're only killing maybe 400 points. But to do so, you've exposed your whole army or you've won out of your buffs. You know, just control the game. Yeah. So would you say that chaff is your most important resource in your life? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, Looking again, so 
my main army is death. Mm-hmm. So legions in the gut. Um, so everyone will look at chaff and go, chaff is shit. Chaff's chaff. It's there because it's to fill your battle line. As you can see, like in my first list, I was using Skywards as chaff. They're not battle line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but they will save your ass in nine out of ten of the times of the game. So when you've got the likes of Hitch, um, you can fly high in Ironclad. Yeah. Bring six wardens with you and reset your screens up every time. Yeah. So you're not only teleporting a boat, you're teleporting a boat with its screens. Yeah. Which aren't locked into the same place either. You can set them up wherever you need them as long as it's fully within six. Yeah. But you can just you can you can stay at that say 18 inch range. So your your thunders are shooting, your torpedoes are shooting, your cannons shooting. Um, you're using your gold, you're using your command points because NAR's giving you the extra ones. You're maybe rerolling ones on all the units. Yeah. But you set the guys up so that if they do decide to follow, all they can hit is those screens, and then your guys six inches behind. So even those units that can pile in six inches are still hitting those units in the front. Yeah. Um, and then with the designer notes that flying units don't stop you flying high, you know, even if they get within three, they're not attacking you, but they're not locking you there either. Yeah. So if you can draw likes of eels into a corner, just fuck off to the other side. Remove them from the game for three turns. Yeah. Uh, it's like that's uh, how Cron was playing his original list. Uh, was he was then just he was sitting in the corner, letting people come at him, and then using the, the Realmscare disruptor to sort of lock them in place while he disappeared. The funny thing is, if you sit in the corner, everyone will come at you. Yeah, it's not if they come at you, they will come at you. <laughs> yeah. Unless you leave the corner first, which is what a lot of people do with Zilpin. Yeah, like, so the list I was running sort of um, pre-last handbook, you know, with the change, you can only buy one command point. Yeah. was my uh, Court of Nohamia, two zombie dragons, Neferata, uh, Bloodseeker Palanquin, nine dogs, ten zombies. And everyone was like, oh, alpha list. So there was the deploy super defensive list. I would just summon my dogs out on the objective and then turn. And they're like, fuck. You know, because yeah. if, they, if they deploy super far back, they have to waste a turn moving forward to where they would have deployed. Okay, so it's now 6-0. Turn two, they move forward. They may capture one objective. Okay, uh, it's 8-1. Eight, it's eight and then hit them. Yeah. So that says you're then controlling the attack, but you have them in the back foot. You're the one that's on the head and point. So even if, even if you fluff an attack... And they kill one of your zombie dragons or your ironclad. It's still eight one. So, yeah. you know, it's different if it's the other hand where you have to take risks that you normally wouldn't do on the off chance you score one point or you deny them scoring. You know, sort of. It comes back to know your opponent. So if you yeah. know, if you know what a faction can do. Yeah, I know, think that's one of the most important parts of the game is. You you get a very short distance, knowing what your army can do, and knowing what the battle plans are. If you know what your opponent can do, yeah, it's a massive difference. Yeah. Um, so for example, that that dra- that death list I was running, perfect example was it was built simply to kill daughters of Cain, because mm-hmm. daughters of Cain, you know, where they float about. Oh, look at me with witch brew and battle shock immune. What do they not bring? Command points. Yeah. So if you outdrop them, I can alpha them. 
You kill 15 out of each witch unit. On turn one, they have no command points, and you're taking a battle shock at 15 dead, and you're minus two bravery. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. why I did it summer, for example. Uh, yeah, those units are uh, a lot less scary when they're, when they're depleted. Yeah, like five witches going to the zombie dragon that's, uh, you know, ignoring Ren because of uh, Neferala. You know, all of a sudden you're like, by the way, you're hitting sixes because you're minus three to hit. Um, but even that list, everyone looked on paper and goes, that's an awful list. It can move 24 inches a turn and make a mess. Um, and I would say nine or ten times in the game, I didn't move turn one. Hmm. But that's just an example. Just because you see something on paper as an alpha strike, doesn't mean it is. So we yeah. come back to the Ironclad and the two units of Ten Thunders. I can do it, but I'm not limited to doing it. I have other options. You know, I can skirmish for two turns. Uh, I can keep you 24 inches away and still actually do reasonable, do more shooting and magic damage than most other armies can do. Um, and then whenever I see an opening, just jump on it. If you don't see an opening, make one. Uh, so. Do you ever find that you have the these uh, games where because you're sort of skirting around, you're not picking up points, or you're not picking up enough points? So, and that almost forces you to to go in earlier than you'd want to because you need to pick start picking up more points. Because I know a lot a lot of the armies I face, I know exactly what their moves are, what they can do. You know, mm-hmm. can they run and charge? Uh, are they like plus three to charge or whatever? Um, so that way you can skirt around at their max range. Mm-hmm. So you're doing all this damage to them, but they have no other choice but to run at you and hope for the double turn. Yeah. So you're you're forcing. So I always play prepare for the double turn. You know, yeah. Against against you, but don't don't hope for it. It's, it's not guaranteed. So if you can put your opponent on that pedestal where they're relying on the double turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to worry about being too far behind in objectives because if they don't come at you, you're just going to keep doing the same thing and all of a sudden by turn three, they're not going to have anything left. And then you just have two full sc- full, two full turns of scoring everything because you can be everywhere you want. Yeah. So that's how you get around the likes of Daughters of Cain, uh, Slayers, Nurgle's a bit iffy on that because they can be wherever they want to be if they get enough trees down. Mm-hmm. And they're Nurgle, so shooting's not the most efficient <laughs> uh, more against plague bearers. Yeah, uh, but plague bearers, I would happily charge. Yeah, well, so especially what... if you're just going to put one unit of wardens into the end of the unit. Yeah, like, it's 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 well known. Plague bearers don't kill anything. Yeah, yeah, you so, probably sit there for five turns against. Them. <laughs> if, you, if you can get plague bearers stretched out and hit them with sky ones either side, it's going to take them six turns to get rid of that unit. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't think they even need to be stretched out. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, okay. it's just, and then t- target priority is another thing. So um, yeah. everyone will assume that the first thing you have to kill is the the biggest, nastiest, scary thing on the list. So, mm. for example, Seraphon. Oh, there's Croak. I have to kill him. If you go after Croak with KO, you're dead mm. because you have to go so close just to get enough shots to put onto. So it doesn't matter if you kill them or not. Everything else is going to kill you because you're too close. Yeah, unless uh, they have so much stuff off the board that you yeah. can stop and bring it on. But if they've but done that, 
and yeah. not screened off properly, then um, that's the case. I was saying if they if yeah. they fuck up, then jump on it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. then you start using that against them. Because then you get your sky yeah. ward coming down by hits. So even if they come down, they're not in range. If they teleport, you're not hitting them. Behind you can kill those three sky wardens, and that's it. Um. But yeah, if you see, if you're first in army, say Crook's sitting in that building of his and he's fully buffed out the wazoo, just leave him alone. Yeah. Work out what his microwave range is and just skirt it. So he's doing the, you know, three units, take D3 mortal wounds. You can live with that. You know, if he hits your boats, you heal it. If he hits your heroes, KO are probably one of those armies that don't really care. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you need a reroll hits, you'll just use the gold. Worst case scenario, um, yeah, just things like that. So, what sort of things are you targeting if you're not going for the, uh, the big, the big scary? So, with um, the likes of Seraphon, which have a lot of units, it will be the chaff first of all. Yeah, simply because that's what's scoring. He'll just teleport them onto objectives. If you wait till he's on the objective mm-hmm. to score. You'll kill it with shooting, which means you're not charging it, which means he'll just summon straight back onto it. And then next turn, you'll find yourself in the exact same boat. So get rid of the chaff, get rid of the things that he has lots of, mm-hmm. rather than what's doing the most damage. Because if you're if you're skirting, he's not really doing that much damage. Because if, if Croak's in that building, he's not moving. Yeah. Um, the likes of uh, Daughters of Cain ignore the cauldrons. They're the minus one to hit. They've got the five up, five up. They've got their armor save. You know, you're just going to waste a whole load of shots. Um, just string, try and draw the units out as far away as possible. If they start stringing the units out, because what they always do is they want to be within range of that cauldron. So they'll, they'll string out, but they'll stay in range of the cauldron, which means you can engage them closer without them, you know, hitting your 300 attacks. It might be yeah. 15 or 20. That you can live with. Um Slayers, it'll depend. Do they have the uh, the the wallop? Because that'll depend what you can and can't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people say shoot the heroes. I don't even bother half the time. Hmm. It's you waste a lot of firepower shooting them. Yeah, because uh, it's less efficient. So they'll have the the minus one to hit. They're passing off onto the the auric guard. Um, the buffs are already up, so even if you kill them, the hearth guard is still on. You know, what three up save, whatever. So just shoot the hearth guard. The hearth guard is what does the damage. <laughs> yeah, they're fully buffed, but just mm. just go with it. They're, they're also what's putting numbers onto the objectives. So, yeah, so if, it's, if it's Vostrag, you can happily go eighteen inches away, and they can't touch you. If it's her, or sorry, Hermdar. If it's Vostrag, they can run and charge, but they're not immune to Battleshock. Mm-hmm. So if you make them use their command points on the Battleshock, they don't have them for anything else. Um, Which means they don't have it for running. For the likes of cities, um, the key units, first of all, will be their shooting units. So they'll be the ones yeah. that doesn't so the likes of handgunners don't look that scary in paper until you decide to ignore them <laughs> and all of a sudden you know you're taking maybe four or five wins a turn mm-hmm. and that that's their chaff 
and then they start casting magic at you as well, and all of a sudden you've you know three spells that do area effect on the ironclad, and all of a sudden every unit in there is taking like what three v three mortal wounds or something like that there. Yeah. Then you start feeling it. So skirt around, get rid of the hand gunners, or if they have phoenix guard, um, let them string them out. The more they string out those phoenix guards, the better because. You know, a four up, four up sounds scary until you hit them around two. Then they have a sense of six, or yeah. they have a four up. Um, what do you think about? Uh, what, I mean, what would you target in Lumina now that they're coming out? So Lumina is an awkward one because I haven't actually looked at the book yet. Okay, fair enough. Um, everyone here is uh, oh, attackless and sentinels. Hmm. Um, so I've seen the list floating around of 80 sentinels and they're like oh, I'll just mortal wound anything off the table so when you actually think about them on the table, good luck getting 80 in range yeah so the ironclad that's where the high drops come in handy yeah. wait for him to put sentinels down counter deploy he might hit you with maybe, no he might hit you with a full unit but he's not yeah. doing 18 mortal wounds to you yeah the difference is you can kill eighty. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, if is he if he doesn't spread them out like like one unit, one unit, one unit, one unit, then it leaves you somewhere where you can deploy. Yeah, 100%. where there aren't any. So, so that's one of the ones. He's relying solely on that, but you're not putting anything fancy down until he's mm. he's he's revealed where he's going. Yeah. And so if he's then, like that, he's getting one unit in, and you'll just delete them and then move, delete them, move, delete them. Problem solved. So it's again you're controlling the the flow of the game, not him. He's relying on jank. You're relying on a, on a book full of rules. Yeah. If you can get uh, three sky worms into them, watch them cry. Oh, I do more than five up. And what? <laughs> Yeah, um, um, if, and if you put the units close enough together, you can actually potentially tie up two units with one oh, unit yeah. Sky Wardens. I will happily chuck a gun hole into that. Yeah, because it's... Drop, it's... drop Mortar Wounds onto it. Reroll saves. You go, I'll be here for days, mate. Oh, you used your spells to get your Mortar Wounds you're shooting. Oh, you've killed it. Sweet, you killed 130 points. Yeah. And the Ironclad steps in with everything in it and... <laughs> Things they got there. Look at what your opponent can do and use that to your advantage. Yeah. Don't, don't rely on one tactic because I get yeah. I get quite a lot of people DMing me and going, "How do you deploy? Or what do you do that with this?" And it's like, "Well, that'll change per game. You shouldn't have mm -hmm. one deployment. You shouldn't have one tactic because every every army plays differently. Every player plays the army slightly differently. Mm -hmm. um, you should need to have the the flexibility to deploy. Yeah, so the, way, the way I write all my armies is look at the current sort of 60% of lists what you're going to see at a tournament. If uh, two or three of them are a, a no-go, scrap the list, just don't even mm. bother. Um, so like at six days, and that's the way we see it. So we have eight players. You maybe have three or four of them. That will be flat out aggro. That's all they do, mm -hmm. and they'll be there to pair into three lists that either get bust or you know are going right. We'll take that just to get the middle of the parents. Then you'll have maybe three or four 
lists that are all comers. So they can be offensive, they can be defensive, or they can be just so defensive or offensive that they just become a pain in the ass to deal with. So gets Nurgle, KO if you run it right. Mm. Um, and then you have the rest of the list are super defensive, where all they do is defense. They are there for yeah. the minor wins, the draws. They're just going to grind it out. Absolute bollocks to deal with. And that's the ones your super aggros are going to be paired into. So if someone puts down, say, an attack a list, you know, as first attacker, your yeah. first defenders will be, say, Fire Slayers and Nurgle. Yeah. <laughs> go, I see your is, and I go, no. Yeah. Whereas if someone puts down um, like a Lumineth list, which will have like a, a mix of here's my Sentinels, here's my horses, or OBR, half Sentinels, half or half cavalry, half more tech. You could put KO into that and go and right, we're going to skirmish, we're going to aim for the minor win or the draw. But if we get the if we get the chance to go for the major, we'll go for it. Mm-hmm. Instead of putting an army in there that's just going to auto lose. So it's sort of you shouldn't have more than two hard counters. Yeah. In the current map, if you do, there's no point you even going because uh, a lot of people will just go right and go a net list. So a new army's out. I'll wait two weeks. Right, what's everyone come up with? Mm-hmm. I'll take that. So they might not even know how to use it. <laughs> they just yeah, they seen, that person's won ten games with that. I'm going to use it. I might not you, even played it. Oh, oh, why, why am I not winning? That guy mm-hmm. won. It's like, well, what were you doing? What did this? Well, that's not what he did. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's where you fall in that trap of you know what was your tactic how did you deploy because it could be a guy in america and their meta is completely different to ours you know over here in the uk some of the less they come out where you're like you what <laughs> yeah so really, yeah, really yeah. um on your I, both, on your current meta and your own playstyle as well oh yeah i mean your playstyle comes into it massively so I see a lot of people saying they want the alpha. Well, if you want the alpha, just don't put near my stuff because it doesn't yeah. alpha. Question regarding the Iron Sky attack score. See, uh, I don't think they can. Uh, no, I would say no to that as well because. I know, uh, I know a lot of people here uh, say they can. Uh, I think the way it's worded, they can't. Yeah, uh, because flying transport lists fly yeah. high and move separately yeah. two different things two different reasons why you why you can't get out of the ship and then the entire sky attack squadron ability only lists movement as like you can get out after you've moved doesn't say you get out after you've blown up yeah so zelfin can fly high then move then get out yeah um, but i can't see any other way that you can fly high and get out except yeah. maybe mornar yeah, uh, with, yeah, well, it's with the, the redeploy. Yeah, because it, it says they can't make a normal move, whereas the Iron Sky sort of... But even then, I, I wouldn't rely on it. <laughs> yeah. um, so do you find... Like you said um, about being flexible with your deployment, do you find that a lot of the time your ship is going in a corner, though? Just to be defensive. Uh, at Warlords, every game it went in the corner. Yeah. Um, at Heat One, uh, they were very much front and center. They weren't. They weren't like in your face, but they weren't in a corner either. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the 
finals. They don't know them. We're in the corner. It was because being in the corner gives you a certain amount of protection, but it only goes so far. Um, it depends where the terrain is, and the terrain can't be within six inches of the board out. Yeah. Um, so it could be some really good piece of terrain. Like, I'm not talking about terrain effects. I'm talking about the actual same Something piece. Something sort of block charging yeah. and shooting so, and stuff. Uh, we've been to Blood Tie, for example, every year. Now, they'll have more pieces of terrain on the table than normal, but they'll be, they'll be, they tend to be smaller and not very high. So for KO, they don't provide a lot. Um, the likes of um, Bobo or uh, Down South, sorry, uh, in the Republic of Ireland, um, they tend to like lots of big terrain, but not as many on the table. Yeah. Um, so you, you can use that to keep people away, but get closer or get the height, stuff like that. Fly height is instead of normal move. Yeah, uh, so uh, Jump has basically asked if disengage uh, allows fly high as a normal move, but fly height is instead of a normal move. It's not a normal, it's not actually a normal move itself. Yeah, the, ins the instead of is the, the important part there. Yeah. Um, the, the keyword without being a keyword. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it should be. That was the, the old argument with um, long strikes. Yeah. If you, if you haven't moved in the previous turn, do you get the plus six inch range? Well, no, because you haven't you haven't had a movement turn phase yeah. to give up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, would you say we've pretty much covered everything now? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you could almost like if you start talking about matchups and that, you could always uh, like you. Oh, one days. It sounds like you've got a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> That's to say, so uh, we, we aim a lot of our list here for team tournaments. Yeah. So a lot of it's designed for, I'll not go full in a jank or I'll not rely on too much of one thing. Because mm -hmm. um, you might not have a choice. You might have a choice of uh, two evils, which one, do you, which one do you pick? But if you lean too hard on one thing, you might not be able to take either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, team terms for the, the future of AOS, that's my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Good yeah. crack. <laughs> I'm not, I've yet to play in one, but they do sound like good fun. You definitely should. Re highly recommend it. Changes changes the whole dynamic as well. So you, you, you approach list building differently. Whereas in the singles event, you're like, yeah, I can, I can super swing into one jank and hope for the best. And... Maybe you know five out of ten of times it'll go your way. Whereas at a team tournament, if you if you lean too heavily one way, you know you're going to get shafted. You know three out of five games. Yeah. Um, if you if you listen to some of Darren Watson stuff on team tournaments, that's that's really good. You know his sort of mindset. He he tends to go super defensive, but minimum three drop. So that he knows he can go into the game, he can set the tone, he can control the flow, he can he can say right, you're going there, you're going there. I'm going to force you to do this. Uh, if I come up to against the opponent, I can't do that. Well, I'm just going to do this and just sort of keep you there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Do you think uh, part of the problem with uh, singles events is I hear a lot of people talking about oh, you go to a tournament and a lot of it depends on matchups. 
And do you think it's because people are writing those sorts of lists that it does it does a thing and it does it very well? Sorry. People, people tend to skew towards the new sexiness or the new net list that's winning tournaments. So say you're submitting your list and the last two tournaments X person has won the tournament with this list that you you play that army. We a lot of people seem to think if I run that, I'm gonna win. Yeah. And then you find that you go to said tournament and that doesn't happen. So a lot of people give off about KO being broken even before the new book. The problem was um, when people start relying on, you know, two terror guys being their whole army or super, you know, hero bunkers that just buff the wazoo, KO starting to come back because KO are one of the armies that just go, I don't care about that. I ain't going to let them. Um, so KO are at their peak when people on that list, in my opinion. Yeah. Because you have so many tools, you have so many guns, you have so much Ren 2, Ren 3, Ren 1, you know, everything bar Arcanauts shooting is Ren 1 at least. You know, you can deal with all that, whereas all our armies can't. So you'll find that 80% of lists at a tournament will skew into this category, and then KO will be in this category, which directly counters 80% of the lists at a tournament. So they're going to go five games and counter all of them because you're, you maybe played, you know, three Gristlegore, a Slanesh. You know, and then a deep kind of some, you know, something got there that all does the exact same thing, and you've skewed your list to fight that. But yeah. when people start going right, shooting's too prevalent, and they start bringing like anti-shooting yeah. or relying less on heroes and bringing more units, more MSU stuff to get there, well, then KO drop down in potential because all of a sudden you're like, fuck, I've got all this damage. I overkill a lot. Yeah. The problem is I'm overkilling three man units, or I'm killing those heroes, but they don't really do anything. <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's sort of look at the greater w- what you're seeing in your area because you know there's one thing looking at tournaments, you know, say in North England and you're in the South, it's a completely different matter. Yeah. Um, another thing is we notice here. So when we play tournaments here, we're we're smaller in number. You know, we're, you're looking at when we play in the club, you're looking at 28 tables pre-COVID. Um, when Paul Bastion runs his events, you're looking, I guess, 60 something, 64. So it's not quite as high as in England, but um, I found that when I play over in England, you know, you go to an event, there's 100 people. 30 of those people are like super competitive. Like they are there with like the latest dirt, they're there to win. And then the rest of the list are either there, you know, with a semi competitive list there to have fun or with a proper competitive list and don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. So when you're over there, even when you get a bad matchup, it's not necessarily a bad matchup. Whereas uh, over here, where there's 28 people, 20 of them are running the super dirt and know how to use it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're like every. There's no such thing as an easy matchup over here. It's just straight hands on deck. Every move you have to do will will, will either win you or lose the game if you forget to do it. Um. Yes, it just depends on your, your own values. You'll know yourself if you look around at the tournaments you've been to locally. Mm-hmm. You know, is it more relaxed? Is it um, the latest netlist? Is it the, na- the latest armies? Or is it, I've played this since fantasy. I'm really good with it, but it's not it's not the best, but I'm really good with it. You know, that, that, that sort of thing. It'll, it'll depend on yourself, on your own sort of local meta. 
Because just because someone has the newest army with all the broken rules, you know, if someone's played, you know, Tim Keynes, for example, since uh, they first came out, you know, yeah. there's a good chance they're going to win just because they know their army better than you do. <laughs> yeah. They can do all these little fancy tricks that you didn't expect coming. You got all your skills, your movement four, and then you forget the auto auto charge six inches. Yeah. And suddenly they capture all your objectives. Just we we think like that. Cool. Um, so yeah, like I think we covered everything now. Really well, not everything under the sun, obviously, but um, like, I'd love to have you back on the show again another time because it sounds like like you've got a wealth like a huge wealth of knowledge about the game i so, try yeah <laughs> on on yeah i feel like you you'd bring in some uh, valuable insight on, on a number of different subjects um so it'd be great to have you on again um i hope people have enjoyed the show um and finding out how dave plays um three different lists and uh, one bonus KO list that wasn't his. Um, but it kind of was, because it was copied, almost, but changed. Um, and then messed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you do like the show, um, then yeah, hit like, subscribe, bell icon, all that sort of stuff. Leave us some comments. Um, and, yeah, uh, thank everyone for watching. Thank you very much for joining me, Dave. Thank you for having me. Have you got anything you want to plug? Or anything you want to do? You want to, anything you want to promote? Uh, if you get a chance to get any events over here in Northern Ireland, I highly recommend it. Um, Paul Bastion is sort of our, our biggest event organizer here. Mm -hmm. Runs two a year, one team event. Now it's all sold out. It's in February, but he normally runs a singles sort of September time. Uh, definitely recommend it. It's always good crack. <laughs> what's, what's the best way to find it? Is it to look for Paul, or is, does is the tournament always have the same name? So it's under uh, Bastion Games. Bastion um, Games. He, he runs but he shares it on the likes of Honest Wargamer or um, you know all the Facebook and I suppose Twitter. I don't use Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's quite well spread. <laughs> but if you get a chance to go, go. Even if even if you don't enjoy the competitive side, because the likes of we get teams from England come over just to have a drink, you know. Yeah. <laughs> drink all day. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, thank everyone for watching.